Let's go down to ringside. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode and is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. fans and welcome to our vantage point the retro wrestling podcast thank you guys very much for being with us here it's episode number 146 here on monday september the 16th 2019 we're gonna romp you through the world of retro wrestling today i'm joe Morata. that's michael quinn how you doing michael howdy diddy well mighty mike we are back for another week here we're gonna romp you through the world of a retro wrestling and retro bodybuilding later right. on in the, the show the, the the scene yes the bodybuilding scene of 1992 it'll or be whatever. a great time yeah. folks uh, and thank you for coming on the scene with us here uh if you haven't yet i want you to follow us on twitter you can do that right now at ovp podcast we are running a special long-term, long-game type of campaign on Twitter. It's the longest of games. It is, where once we hit uh, 10,000 followers, which will happen eventually. I mean, it is going up every it day. I see up. it ticking up a and, little bit. And thank you, guys. Uh, we are going to release a, a review of WrestleMania 3 that right now is uh, exclusive on Patreon. We're going to release it for free just for getting to 10,000 followers. So again, that's at OVP Podcast on Twitter. You can follow us there. You can also email us if you want to at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. That is OVP Podcast at gmail.com. But there's a really good place if you want to actually talk to us, me and Quinn and a lot of other retro wrestling fans. It's over on Facebook. Yeah, it's over at facebook.com slash Facebook. It's a redundant site. There's slash Facebook this time. Right, slash Facebook. Yeah, because I don't have anything better. But anyway, um, over at Facebook slash Facebook, um, there's, they have a search bar, and it works with the magic of Kaflui. Um, <laughs> right, right. And, and you you know to use it, you type in the search bar, our vantage point, dash, retro wrestling podcast, and Kaflui. Bing, bang, boom. Bing, bang, boom. Al Gore. Uh, Series of tubes. Again, fueled by Kaflui. Fueled by Kaflui. Antwerp, can you get on that? Yeah. Fueled by Kaflui. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it beep bop boops and you're in. You, you hit the join button yeah. on the group and the operators. They're they, standing by. They're always there. They're I don't always know. there. I, we gotta get you know we gotta get them donuts, Joe, someday because they they yeah. sit there all day and they and they just wait for the requests. Yeah. They're not even like sitting by. They're standing by. Can you believe that? Just standing. Yeah. And you know what? They just say a, standing. They deserve a box of Joe. You know, right. maybe a box of Munchkins. But in all seriousness, folks, if you like to talk about old wrestling and you have a Facebook account, you can. Ignore the uh, racist post from your uncle, and you can join this group. It's a fun time, and we honestly try to be positive, meaning if you like something that one of us doesn't, who cares? Yeah. If you don't like something that one of us like, who cares? You know, Pile the- on your thoughts. Yeah. We don't mind. We t- <laughs> it's a good pitch, actually. Yeah. We don't mind. Come talk about the wrestling if you want to. The old wrestlings, maybe some new, it's on Facebook. And later on in the show, we're going to have some information, some more detailed info about our Patreon account. We have a Patreon account for a couple of reasons. One, it's because we want to give you guys uh, something back. Right. If if you support us, we want to give something to you. We're thankful to have been doing the show for almost three years. And we have, you know, pay-per-view reviews there, live reviews where we watch Mm -hmm. WWF. It's really cool. Check it out. It's not this get-rich type of thing. We're not trying to rip you off. But if you go to patreon.com slash OVP podcast... You might find something that you like over there. This ain't no Steptoe and Son. This ain't no Steptoe and Son. There she goes. She's stripped off. <laughs> 
We have been all season long, Quinn, counting down to episode number 150, which will be coming up in October. 150 years. 150 years. That'll be our 150 year anniversary in October. Right. We've only been doing the Patreon for three or something. Yeah, like two. It's only like a fraction of the 150 years. But yeah. What we've been doing is taking suggestions from you, the fans, uh, at at ovppodcast at gmail.com. And we're putting all those suggestions onto a big wheel that we spin every single episode this season at the start of the show in order to find out what the hell we're going to talk about. That's right. We're randomly spinning this wheel. Whatever it lands on, we're going to talk about. You still have time. If you haven't submitted one yet, email ovppodcast at gmail.com to get onto the wheel you stop. And you know what, Quinn? It has its own music. Did you know that? This yeah, little segment I, I've here? Yeah, I heard. Because, um, you know, it's been five years or whatever. It's yeah. been five years. So. Yeah, so I, I know the music now, and I know the crowd. They're, yeah. they're my friends. So why don't, we, uh, <laughs> why don't we go to Will You Stop? There it is. Welcome again to Will You Stop? We're going to spin the wheel, and one lucky winner will have his or her suggestion read and discussed here on the show. we got some fabulous cash prizes and a warm-up comedian. Telling jokes. That's so, he's just so funny. Yeah. How did we get him? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, he's, he's great. great. He's donuts too. Yeah. All right. So why don't we get into this, Michael Quinn? Uh, do you want to spin, or do you want me to spin, buddy? It's um, up to you. Whatever I'll, you want. I'll hit it. Uh, Wait. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. 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 Okay. Make sure you're ready. Well, well, okay. Get ready. Okay. okay. You ready, okay, Barker? Um, okay. I'm doing it. Ugh. Okay. Look at that. Wheel it, spin. It's a good spin. I think. The Put some English on it. Yeah. Some British. Yeah. <laughs> the wheel is spinning, and it has landed on. Mick Price! Howdy ho, Mick Price! Howdy ho, Mickey Price! <laughs> wow, Michael Price, you're here, man. You've arrived. A longtime fan of the show. Uh, Mr. Howdy ho himself, Mick right. Price. The howdiest of hoes. The howdiest of the hoes here. Uh, he wants us to talk about Quinn. This is what he said. More of a demand than a mm. question. Discuss the demise of WWF tag wrestling from 88 to 92, 93. Okay, we'll discuss. Yes, sir. We're not going to upset you, Mick. (laughs) Jeez. Thanks, Mick. Uh, All right. Well, tag wrestling. Well, it includes tag teams, I think. Yeah, and, and you got to tag. You got to hold a rope. There's, there's a there's lot rules. Of, you yeah. got to stand on the ground on the apron. Division existed prior to the late '80s. I'd say the when you got to around '85, '86, they really started to emphasize that they had brought in the British Bulldogs from Stampede. They were like an actual tag team that right. actually was good at tag wrestling. They right. Baby boys. They formed the Hart Foundation in 85, which was another big deal. Here are the Hart Foundation. You know, we had so many good matches and all that stuff. Yeah, and the way I think of it is, is like, now it's like, okay, this is like a division. It's not just like right. hot wins anymore, That's right? the thing. Like, that's the that, difference. Yeah. I think that, I'm just saying that I think there was a colonel in, in making it big. and then There was they, a colonel, yeah, maybe a general. And, yeah, and then like now they got the Hart Foundation and British Bulldogs. And Killer Bees, another yeah, two Killer guys Bees. that were singles, they teamed up. And then some of the ancillary teams to make it more division-y, like the Young Stallions and all this crap. You well, know, that kind of stuff. And you said it, though, when it was a division in the sense that, in the same way in the singles division, I see in World, you have underneath guys and the, the lower carters and the mid carters. Mm-hmm. The Young Stallions would be an example of like a lower card team. Yeah. Yeah, within a division. Within which, a division. Which is crazy for tag team wrestling, because as we've you've seen again before, it was just these big name teams fight some jobber teams every week. Right. That's yeah. essentially what it was, right? right? Guys like Sheik and Volkov, another big name team, right? They were right. a big deal. Uh, and then you had like the U.S. Express right. in 85, another big deal, right? And then it, when you get into like 87, 
the Bolsheviks, I guess, replace Shikhin <laughs> Volkov. Somebody's got to do the Soviet thing, Because right? of the crunk. Yeah, all that crunk. The Rockers came in in 88. Demolition came in in 87. Like, the the, the yeah. amount of teams that we're saying here, the Rougeau brothers. And, and the teams, the cool part, too, is, like, before this, again, like, teams would come and go, but none of the teams were going. They were all just staying. Right. And it was, like, becoming this, like, big fucking thing where it was, like, all these big teams. And all the... The thing that sticks out the most to me about this era is, like, these teams were treated on, like, a main event level. Sure. Like, Demolition, especially. Even the Heart Foundation. The Heart Foundation, yeah, right. Like, they were not treated as just, like, this sub thing, like, maybe a match on the hour of wrestling right. you get every week. Tuesday night, kids night! Take them! You can't miss kids at Pizza Hut. And he had some cool teams that maybe weren't going to like be long term, but like the Twin Towers were an awesome team, right? Yeah, had well, you big had, name teams. Well, and on top of it, I mean, even the biggest wrestlers became a team in the Mega Powers. So just to Good add point. to the the mix there, you know, you add to the mix there, Megal. So Mike and Amanda, so we'll be in a mix. So that's eighty eight, and we get into eighty nine. You got the Brain Busters are there now, Tully and Arn from the NWA, right. another great team. Mm-hmm. We're rocking and rolling, right? Where do you think? And why do you think it all kind of starts to decline? I think the last gasp is like kind of the Hart Foundation's like second title run where they like they go after the belts, right? In 90, they're like, we're fucking back, man. None of this like we're doing our own thing for like a couple weeks. It's crap. It's like we're going after the demolition. Fuck them. (laughs) We've been screwed over by Strike Force and like all these other teams. And it's like, we're back, baby. Okay. Like, it's like, we're going for it. And they make this big competitive thing from, like, about, like, WrestleMania six to mm-hmm. SummerSlam, right? Correct. And to me, that's, like, the last, like, big stage shit, right? Really? You think it's that early on? Well, hold on. Okay. So that happens, right? And then the Hart Foundation eventually wins in that great match, right? Yes, at and, SummerSlam and now, 90. Legion of Dumbs here. It's like... Quinn doesn't like them if they're, you're new around here. Well, because to me, this is where it starts to decline. So they fucking come in, right? And during this Heart Foundation run, like, all of a sudden, like, there's a lot of these, like, weird fucking teams showing up. Like, Well, you have, like, Power and Glory was, was pushed for a bit until right. later. But the LOD coming in, what it did do is it shoved Demolition out of the way, oddly. You'd think yeah. they'd build those two against each other. Exactly. In a really good feud, but Bill Eadie and the Allergy and the, shellfish, the shellfish contract. Yeah, the whole, whatever that is. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to get at is all during this Heart Foundation run, a lot of stuff was like declining. And I I really mark it with like a lot. Legion of Dumb was really a problem. Oh. Like, no, because like, look at how the division just kind of falls the fuck apart when they show up. In a sense. Yeah, like, in a sense, Quinn. The Heart Foundation is kind of on this like glory run where they're just kind of like, hi, we're this is the last time. Okay, get used to it. Brett's going to go do his thing. I want to win a singles title. Yeah, do exactly. You think, so, do you think that the Rockers rope match had anything to do with it? I mean, that was a chance to pass it off to one of the tag teams yeah. that was like, they actually earned it. They the Rockers just showed did. the fuck up. Yeah, they like, were there. Hey, the LOD, I guess, earned it, though, by being who they were. No. That's not earning it. That's the, the opposite. Well, their work had earned it, yes. Right. But anyway, so... It all comes to a head, right? Yeah, head. At, at WrestleMania 7. Right. Where they just are like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's give it to the Nasty Boys. Now, nothing against the Nasty Boys <laughs> like at, this point, at this point in time, right. right? At this point in time, I'm like, oh, that's a cool choice. They they seem kind of edgy, right? Like, this, I like this team. They, right, yeah. They have graffiti and right. leather jackets and, and stuff. And they're willing to do whatever it takes to win because they're competitive, And their right? names are Knobs and Sags. Right. So they win them. Sags. Right? And then, like, all of a sudden, they're like, Coliseum video store people. <laughs> what are you lost, Pozo? No, I'm looking for tapes from ballet, a Bolshoi ballet, or New York ballet. Or- ballet! <laughs> Maybe 
we should talk to the manager. They're like the Bushwhackers or something, just like that they have tag belts. Another job or tag team mainly right. was the Bushwhackers. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, this is weird. And then it's all just it's all just stupid build so the LOD can get the titles. Mm, true. You can feed it to them. And then it, like, the wheels fucking fall off. It's like Beverly Brothers. Well, yeah, let me get to that. Earthquake and Typhoon. Beverly's are really good, Quinn. Yeah, it's uh, they're, not that they're, they're really bad. good. It's just they're not as good as these previous teams. Well, okay, that's a good point you raised, yeah. though. Let's get to the difference. I'll run some of these differences down between yeah. like 90, 89, 90, and like 91, 92. There's something that you have to consider, though, and it's good in one on one sense. Brett and Sean in 1991, Sean towards the tail end of the year and Brett in the middle of it, both leave their respective tag teams to get singles pushes. So, yeah, right, so, so that's four or four people completely out right, of the mix. Completely like, out of the mix. Nightheart starts wearing stupid clothes and doing commentary. Teams with Coco later. Yeah, and uh, Genetti teams with cocaine. No, Nightheart doesn't team with Coco. Owen does, but the pants are all shared oh, or something. Yeah. Oh, right. They all so share I'll the same pants. I'm mixing the pants up, yes. <laughs> so, so in the midst of all that, right, what else happens as the, the demolition loses to Tenaru and Katow and yeah, like, that, they fade away? That doesn't help the situation. <laughs> That's because, another glory era team yeah, gone. it's like, again, this 1991 kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. They're like, oh, by the way, we're going to show you that demolition sucks ass now. <laughs> like, here's some random Japanese team you've, that never, you've never heard, heard of. of any of these people like, and they're just gonna easily beat demolition and not even the good demolition it's yeah. just like Crush. crushing it it's like fuck this like what in the, in the popcorn match by the way yeah. after the retirement it's match it's horrible <laughs> now the commentary is great obviously it's a yeah. highlight what's his name Pantel another thing that happened though is like guys like uh, Power and Glory were shifted to the side because the Nasty Boys came in right Power and Glory were due for a big push Vince got the Nasties out of WCW said fuck it I'm pushing the Nasties okay Earthquake and Typhoon team up. At least it was fresh, they're but... They're very minor. They're minor in the scope should, of things. To me, they should be like the Twin Towers of the group. Right. Like, of all these teams, like, they should be like the... Like, how do you ever beat these guys? Right. They're gigantic. But they were just whatever. Yeah, they, they and they were just treated as just, like, another competitive tactic. They were in, like, the wrong role in the division. Yeah. You're right. You're like, the Beverly's were good tag team. I think their gimmick really undercut them. They're great right. wrestlers. They really are. They're good chemistry. The rec- the uh, they have good music. Destruction crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have good music. Yeah. Well, the second theme you mean, right? Yeah. But the genius is with them for some reason. The brothers Beverly and all that. And then by 1992 and getting into 93, we're in like no man's land because now... Not only is LOD gone, and whether whether you liked LOD or not, at least they were like a name. Yeah, right. You got the fucking Steiner brothers who, like, okay, they're great gl- team, great team, great team. But, seriously, but they aren't anything. They're like, we go to college. They're that's used our poorly. Like, that's like, what is this? Every like, a lot of people go to college. Why are you <laughs> unique? I don't understand. Before we get any like, cards and letters, okay, yeah. we recognize the Steiners as a great tag team, right? Misused completely in WF. Yeah, that's I, all. I don't know what they are. Like, They're honestly, college athletes. That's it, though. That's their gimmick, it's yes. It's like literally it's not- JR thought that up. <laughs> Football at WestU. But I don't care. Like, it's a shut MSU. up. MSU. <laughs> a little sizzle and steak. Yeah. Anywho, but one big team, Quinn, that you like to diminish the legacy of, and I'm happy that you do. <laughs> it's good. They, they're bad. Like, is Money Incorporated. Yes. Money Inc. So... You think, right? Oh, Ted DiBiase, he's kind of like, he's a big deal, right? Yeah, I mean, everybody has a price for him. Like, I look at this team as, again, like, they're the equivalent of the mega powers being in it, right? In a sense, yeah. In a sense, because DiBiase is, like, a main, like, fucking guy. Like, right? He's not just some idiot, right? Right. His whole career, he 
Yeah, they Main treat guy. him like a big deal. Rarely right? loses. He's got his own championship belt and right, all this sure, shit. Sure, sure. He's like, you know what? There's this other guy that has to do with money called IRS. <laughs> so I'm going to like tag team with him, right? Yeah. Because my back hurts or whatever's wrong with him. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, they make this team, right? Yes, and they're just yes. like, nothing ever that good ever comes of it. Like, as Not much really. as everyone seems to like fondly remember it, it's like I go through this and every, I always like left being like, where's the good shit? Like, there just yeah. isn't. Like, it's very, like, minor. And they're, like, the tag champions forever. That's part of the thing is, yeah. like, most of 92 and most of 93 with the Steiners. Right. And they're doing this whole NWA where the heels are always the champ shit. Like, yeah, they did do that. They're chasing them. And like, yeah, they're taking the powder all the time and, yeah. you know, doing the doing the honky-tonk, man. horrible. This match shouldn't even be taking place. Once again, Hulk Hogan walks into the office of the World Wrestling Federation and Jack Dunney turns over and says, Whatever you want, Hogan. I will say, though, that there's maybe some underutilized or underlooked bright spots of 93 tag teams. Maybe you can disagree with me, but I think the Head Shrinkers were a very good team. Yeah, well, I really it's not do. to say that there's in between all of this, there's not good teams. There's it's just not just that, that many teams You know what anymore. it is? It's like, in fact, there are good teams. I don't think there's that many bad teams, but, you know, DBS and Iris, they stink. But anyway. They dominate the division. That's the problem. Yeah. But on top of it, it's just, I think it's not a matter of the team sucking as much as the division as a whole just not clicking or something. Not clicking is a good way to put it. There's less. I like the Quebecers coming in in 93. Right. They're good. Again, these are all things that are like, okay, it's like, it's, it's okay, but it's not. It's not restoring the like greatness of like the Heart Foundation, Killer the demolition. Bees, demolition, fucking even LOD. I'll give yeah. you LOD in ninety one, and even the synergy of like I'm even talking about like the lower parts, like the young styles. Like for yeah. some reason, all that stuff the just bushwhackers, clicks to get the strike force. Like you know what I mean? Can ams, like, yeah. Like all this shit, just like I don't know. It just like works. It just worked. And honestly, when the Quebecers come in in September ninety three, they're really just taking Money Inc. spot. Right. They're, They're literally, like, oh, we're the big heel team. We're the big heel dominating champion into 94. And who's their big challengers in 94? Not the Steiners. Yeah, Man on a Mission. Man on a Mission, it's who like, were unimpressive. Yeah. I'm sorry. I like Mabel. I like I, Mo too, I, but. <laughs> I like Mo our, for his. Our me- favorite wrestler. I like Mo for his mediocrity. He's, and his he's, name. Yeah, it's like amazing. <laughs> Everything about Mo. He one just, of the like, least important know, wrestlers he, ever. It's, my favorite part about Mo is he just owns his mediocrity. He, he's, he's Mo. Just, he's like, I'm fucking Mo. Like, what? <laughs> I'm with Mabel. Like, yeah. what? What? Don't disrespect. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a sire or whatever the fuck when he's sir, like, sir, <laughs> whatever. A sire. What is a sire? It's what you call the king. Like, it's like his casual name. Like his street name. It's kind of like his Your Majesty, but it's just like another version. The of The easier way to say yeah, it. Like, yeah, what's yeah. up, sire? Yeah. But you wouldn't say what's up to sire, would you? you? Say how are you doing, sire? Like, how are you doing, sire? You, you could, could say, say that. that. I think you could to a king. Would you try it if you like? Could? If you were like his like footman or some shit, right? Like right. you're like the guy that like serves him on a day to day basis. You're in his like, court. Yeah, you're you're not even you're behind even the court. You're in like his fucking like you're in the bedroom. penalty box. Like you're like helping him like take his, his coat bedroom. off and shit. Excuse me. Well, the, back then they had the kings had servants who yeah, they took he care can't of take everything. his own damn coat off. He, he he can go fuck himself. He's this a very game. respectable person. Fuck, he sucks. I'm not calling him sire. Well, <laughs> that's what like his like his innermost people would call him. Okay, I think. And I think it's very telling. They did restore some of the luster very briefly in the mid-90s. There was a couple of good teams. Like the Guns are really good, Bulldog and Owen. But I think it's telling. A good capper on it is the Head Shrinkers win the titles from the Quebecers, right? Summer 94, big face push. Samu has some issue, and they want him to leave, or he he wants to leave. He just needs to go watch stuff. Seafood allergy, whatever it is with him, too. 
And who are the tag champions for the rest of 94? Sean and Diesel. And, yeah, and, that, like- and I think that sums it up. It's like, we don't fucking know anymore what to do with this. So let's just give it to some super team. Like, it's fucking 1982 or something. Yeah. Like- and I know there were guys like, well done. Like, whatever they did as the Southern Rockers in the South, no one cared in WF. They look stupid. Oh, well yeah. done. Like, yeah, and that's, the Heavenly yeah, that, Bodies Yeah, great. exactly. Those two teams. They're that, great, too. But they're emblematic of the, like, we don't even, like, we don't what, care. what are we even doing with this? Like, that was the problem. Like, the Heavenly Bodies, bodies are a good team, but not there. They're not supposed to be the number one, right. like, in the, in the top feud in the division. They're no. like, you know, they're like mid-tier, maybe at the bottom, even. Right. So I think the overall, and I'll give you the final word in the second, Quinn, I think the overall demise was a couple of things. Uh, a general shrinking of the roster size as the early 90s yeah, began. Yeah, people moving to like bigger and better things right? that are part of these teams. Uh, maybe a lack of payroll, because I know that you know around 91, uh, year by year, things started to get a little tighter. Also, a, a thing, I don't know if we made a big point of it, but a thing also is like a lot of guys in teams that used to be singles wrestlers, like Earthquake... Right, and yeah. Like Ted DiBias, DiBias like and IRS, people, right? Like a lot of these, like they are on the decline, and you know they're on the decline. Right. Yet they're like on top of the tag division. Yeah, good point. Very yeah. good point. And I think uh, last uh, is that there was just maybe a lack of imagination in the way they either came up with or booked a lot of these teams. Like Men on a Mission was booked stupid. Like they looked dumb, even they for ninety three. They had a good idea for Great a gimmick. Idea. They just like I don't. They made them like too like family friendly yeah, or something that's like, all they should have a little edge to them right. you know i, I don't know because they always talk about how they're on the streets and shit right right i think uh i think it was just uh, overall a combination of all those factors i think it's a great topic though because man the heyday of tag wrestling like the late 80s is awesome stuff it's where, very like, good the tag title mattered and i don't know that it seemed to matter as much in the 90s and maybe that's part of it what do you think quinn to close it out here i don't think it's that the tag title meant less or anything i just think the division that surrounded it was just it just wasn't as good less inspired less inspired yeah less creative maybe and less talent the titles itself were still like a big deal up until like 97 97 yeah probably like seven or eight right yeah something like that yeah (laughs) and again in 2000 right i mean there was a nice resurgence which we don't have time to get into but when when the edges and christians and hardy hardy's and the dudleys and but a lot of other teams during that time you know even the hollies and a lot of stuff. New Age Outlaws. The New Age Outlaws, obviously. Man, was that a good time. The APA. Kane yeah. and X-Pac. Yeah, people forget about the APA. They were good. Yeah, but, they were good. But it's still, that's that's beyond the scope of this. So. It is, but uh, thank you very much, Mick Price. Howdy ho to you for submitting that one. And folks, if you want to submit something in the question wheel, you still have time. Just email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. Your suggestion. But Quinn, when we come back, another two of the worst finishers in the history of wrestling as voted on by the fans are going to be pulled out of the tank and we're going to rank. That's coming up right after this. You think you got a head for heights Be careful The Hart Foundation, Jim the Anvil and Brett the Hitman along with, and surprisingly at least to me, the tag team champions of British Bulldogs. Shut up! $50,000. We deserve that $50,000. We deserve it more than anybody else because the Hart Foundation needs to do very, very valuable research. Research, you idiot. What kind of research? research on how to be better than we are because we're the best there is now and we're going to get better all the time now we've got all the teams there's no room for anybody to hide or run now we've got all the teams we've got the big fat machines 
We've got Bundy and Stud. Being big and stupid is no threat to us, okay? Then we've got the Rougeos. We, we. We've got the American Express. Big deal. We've got, uh, who are the other guys? we got Sheik and Volkov. Talk, talk about a couple of blubbering idiots. When we get those guys in the ring, we're going to win 50,000 big ones. And that's all I care about. That's all the foundation needs to know is 50,000 greenbacks is coming our way. And now, back to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's episode number 146. It is Monday, September 16th, 2019. Hope you're having a good day out there. Trying to help you pass your time. Hey, Quinn, did you know that people can pass even more time over on Patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. More pastimes over there. There's so much pastimes. We got all kinds of stuff over there at that little Patreon. Art Donovan's house. It's like Art Donovan's house, folks. And uh, you can be a part of that house if you go to Patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. We have three rewards tiers and only three, and you won't shed any tears over these rewards. No crying here. Only uh, crying, only tears of joy, if you will. Uh, For two bucks a month, you get to see what shirts we're wearing right now. Every week. The shirts. um, The shirts tier. Anything that goes wrong. Um, Nothing ever goes wrong. Yeah, but it does. So if you want to know about that. Uh, Shirts tier. You get you get it. And most people get this tier like with their other tiers. Right? Yeah, this is like, yeah, if, this is like a good starter tier. But if you want more content, this is just packaged with it. You know, right, it's like yeah. Duck Hunt. Yeah, this is the $2 tier. This is the Duck Hunt Patreon tier. This is the demo disc. Yeah. <laughs> that the comes with the magazine and that's why it's $2. Correct. So it's like you have to buy the magazine, obviously. Yeah, you gotta so. pay for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, are we going to have an OVP fanzine? Can we? Yeah. Someone start that Merkel? Yeah. He seems like the guy, right? Fanzine. The fanzine. Like Come on, Merkel. physical, like with somebody yeah, hard it copy. Shit. It's like just on like loose leaf. Loose <laughs> leaf. <Yeah. laughs> Please, Merkel. Yeah. All right. So, uh, but yeah, that's $2 a month. Now, $3 a month, you, you keep the shirts tier and the things going wrong, but you, the follies, but you yeah. also get uh, every other Friday, Quinn and I release a video where we're watching in order, no less, WWF Championship Wrestling, wow. right? Right now, we're in uh, January of 1983. We did all of 82 already. We finished 82. All so, of it. So if you sign up today, uh, you got a lot of content for you. Yeah, like, seriously. Just, uh, just from day one, you got like a whole year of wrestling to watch with, yeah. with us. And it's live video, so you're going to sit there and watch us as we watch it. It's like... And you get to hear it and see it and everything. Yeah, like, yeah. You're not, like, you're not like cut off from the video. No, you get to hear the audio. You get to w- see the video. Uh, and we do have all of these in audio form now. The free ones are coming out. Some of the older ones on our normal podcast yep, feed. They're labeled Rewind. Rewind, yeah. seen them. And the new ones come out in audio or video form on Patreon. Right, so you get both. And finally, you can max out at the $5 tier. So you're going to get the videos of mm-hmm. the raw footage. You're going to get the videos of us watching stuff. And every single month, Quinn and I are reviewing every single WWF pay-per-view in order. We started that in February. And we included in that the big event. And we're also including next month... WrestleFest 88, but right now for September, coming out any day, WrestleMania 4. Right, right. WrestleMania 4. The longest to date WrestleMania. Very, very long, and probably the longest review to date. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it is, it's a long one. Also, you know, you were saying we did the shows that weren't pay-per-views. We also did Royal Rumble last Yes, time, we did. Actually, good point. If you want to listen to that as well. Rumble 88, even though it aired on the USA Network, we did that uh, for our August review, so, so you can check very, that out. Very complete is the point I want to make. Yes, there. we're thorough yeah. in our uh, reviewing so check it out it's patreon.com slash ovp podcast see if you are interested in any of these give it a spin for a month maybe and if you don't think it's worth it cancel it. it's fine like we're it's fine yeah i mean seriously really. yeah it, it, 
it's only like a couple bucks. So yeah. it's like it's not like you're losing your lunch. I don't even think it's enough to buy lunch. So you're losing less than lunch money. Less than lunch money over on Patreon.com yeah. slash OVP podcast. But Quinn, we've got to get into this. This really matters. This is right. serious. Yeah. The Royal Flush. It's the it's the most serious ranking we do. No, really, I mean thing. The flush is number one serious. I mean, I, I, I lose sleep over it. It's so oh, serious. so do I. Yeah, That's yeah. You, you think Quinn's really been working? No, no, no. He's been uh, up all night well, thinking so, about the Royal Flush. Let me explain. What happens is I work all day, and then when I go to bed, I'm tossing and turning, just thinking of, man, did we get that flush right? Should like, the Iron Claw really be where it is? Right, you know? exactly. Now, what the Royal Flush is, folks, all kidding aside here, this is very serious business. We asked you, the fans, at the beginning of every single season, before it starts, we ask you for a list of your 10 best and 10 worst of something. And this time around, it was finishers. So you gave us your top 10 and your bottom 10. They all got mixed into uh, separate ranking tanks. One for the best, one for the worst. Each week, we pull out two names and we rank them. So that way, by the end of the season, we're going to have the OVP official certified notarized organic non-GMO best and worst finishing moves in wrestling of all time. The most official thing. Oh, no, this counts. This is definitely... um all these magazines and stuff and websites, 411 Mania, they're probably like, man, we got to keep up with this list. We got to report on this, yeah, right? Yeah, Fightful is all over yeah, it. You know, all this stuff. Pro Wrestling Sheets. Uh, <laughs> exactly. All of it. Yeah, all of it. Dave Meltzer even. He, I've heard he's been peeking into these rankings. He has been, yeah. yeah. He's been peeking into something, all right. You know, it's at, you know, it's really not, um, and you know, like, it's like, this isn't. Let's run them down. Uh, at number one, this is the worst finisher of all time. So far. Yeah. The Iron Claw. Yep. That's undisputed. Yeah, no, it's, it's official. As of right now, it, it, congratulations. You, you're Good the job. worst finisher ever. You suck. Yeah. Number two, the heart punch. Very bad. Yeah. Very <laughs> very, bad move. very not a good move. <laughs> Just <laughs> no good. Number three, the battering ram. Eh, Speaking I of think, tag I, wrestling. Yeah, I think we're being a little mean to that. That's just a goofy. That's, that's yeah, for, someone that's voted for it. fun. Yeah, it's for fun, all right. Uh, number four, the Canadian Destroyer. This is the one I just don't even it understand. Stinks. But it doesn't, though. It's not good. It's not bad. Okay. Keep in mind, we don't vote on these. We just rank them. So we didn't say, oh, the battering ramp should be in this right. list. It, they just feed them to us. Right. We're, we're just they're like, hey, can you rank this? We're like we're Ryback. Like, we're yeah. like, feed us more. Feed me more. That's what we say. That's what, that's what we say it in that voice. Feed me more. Feed me more. All right. Yeah. Let's get this feeding time here. Let's go down to Howard Finkel with the uh, Royal Flush, I believe it is. Howard? Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the Royal. This is it. It is the royal flush of finishers. Quinn smelly. Huh? It stinks in here. I think that. Whoa! Well, whoa! Every time we have to use these toilets, <laughs> I know they're just it, overflowing. What, what is this? The old Yankee Stadium? There's nothing I hate more yeah. than when people don't fix their fucking flushing mechanism. That's right. At least like try. Jeez, turn these off. I was recently at a bathroom and it did that. And it just I was like fixing it myself. I like took the fucking thing. I'm like I can't handle this. It wasn't mine, was it? No, no, no. It was somebody else's. Okay. Was it a toilet you used to know? 
No, it wasn't. Okay, actually. that's good. So, <laughs> so anyway, I, folks. I just I just took it upon myself, like while I took the top off and like oh, a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, like all right. Well, we've run down the, uh, the worst finishers here: the claw, the heart punch, the battering ram, the Canadian destroyer. Let's all find out now what finisher drew number five. This the Cobra Santino Morella. I understand why sucks. people don't like it, but I it also like it. Like that's like my problem with this move. It's what's okay. going to be an issue on this ranking. I don't think that I can do the description of this move justice. I want you to do it, Quinn, because I know you love this move. Okay. I know you love Santino. Okay, so first of all, Santino. I don't. Joe, do you recall what his finisher was before this? What was it like a sleeper or something stupid? It wasn't a sleeper, like a but- DT or I, I don't know. Santino didn't really have like a. He never won, so... <laughs> well, he did win. He was the Intercontinental Champion yeah, in his first match. I know, but I don't remember. That's now, like 2007, now, though. Now, first of all, can I just... Before we get started here, I just need to say my love for Santino Morella. He is, like, one of the best things of, like, his time. Like, well, he is so hilarious. Well, like, he was a very, um... He was a very bright spot in, like, late 2007 yes! into 2008 on Raw. Right! So, like, well, to me, Santino can do no wrong. He can make anything work. However, <laughs> I understand that, like, after a certain point, I th- it's very late in Santino's career. It's yeah, it's like, like 2010 when he started using it, right? It's or basically 11. when Santino was, like, a cuddly face, like, and that he was only on, like, the main event or something. He was, like, the Balky yeah. of the WWF, like, seriously. It's like, oh, or Santino. The or it was whatever. basically, like, you were supposed to look at him and be like, oh, Santino, he's so goofy. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's, like, the, was the attitude towards him, this right? This lovable doofus, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And we started studying... British culture three weeks ago. We watched all the James Bond movies, the Austin Powers, Mr. Bean. That's not to say, though, he was a two-time Intercontinental Champion. This is true. And it was, he's one of the only people who ever made a big fucking deal about, like, the later era Intercontinental title. Like, he, Well, the Honkameter and the all that, yeah. The the first time he won it, that, like, he was just, his whole career was redeeming that one loss. That's true, though. Like, he went on this quest with Beth Phoenix and all this <laughs> it's shit. real. Like, he formed alliances, he dressed like a woman to, like, get to his, the, the end of, to get Santina. that. Like, he did everything to try, and he finally did it, whatever, right? <laughs> His finisher, by the way, was a uh, a whiplash, which is kind of like a neck breaker. <laughs> yeah. That was his previous hey, finisher. Hey, man, he carried it all the way to the IC title twice. And the salute headbutt. The Remember salute, that? The, the, yeah, the salute headbutt. Now, later on, um, they decide, you know, Santino's going to be more like a, you know, syndicated programming kind of character. He's going to be like the Bushwhackers. Right. And we need, you know, that's more of a kid-friendly show because it's rated PG or whatever. Or G. G. It's very G. Yeah, it's very G. Very G, huh? It's loaded. I always thought that they were going for like a Mick Foley vibe because the Cobra, right? the Cobra, while it starts, it's a it's a move that you use with your hands. Obviously, it's like a punching thing. It's a throat thrust. Yeah. So anyway, at first, he just started doing this awesome motion with his hand where he would like he hit like the break of his like elbow, I guess. Yeah. And then like the fulcrum, the fulcrum. And then know. because the the hand was up and that's the Cobra's head, he'd be like, get down head. And he would like knock it over with his hand. And then he would like 
thrust his like fingers into their throat, and that would ha- how we would win, right? It's actually a very good pantomime if you really think about right. it. Right. It reminds me a lot of the what the Rock used to do when you know what the Rock is cooking, and, and, he, then, would, and he would do the thing with the chin and like say, move his eyebrows. You know what the Rock is? You cooking. smell what the Rock is cooking. If you whatever. smell, yeah. I'm you, just saying it all fast here. He's not sure if you smell it or not. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Asking if you the do. point is, is like it's kind of like that Rock thing with his head. Yeah. He moves like, his head around. Yeah. All but, funny. Except he just does it with his arm. So yeah. great, right? Um. But, like, a lot of people don't like this move because it's goofy, right? Yes, it's but, stupid, but, but it's wrestling. However, without the, like, the the next part of it, it was, it was like, acceptable, right? Like, okay, I get it, right? It's like a C plus. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a C plus, right? It's fine. The part that upsets everyone, right, is that once he was, like, extra goofy. Like, 2011. Yeah, like, and he's teaming with, 12. like, Emma and shit. Oh, like, God. Right, like, and not even the good Emma, like, the fucking, like, dancey dance Emma. Yeah, where like, she looks like an idiot. Yeah. That she, Emma. Yeah no sunglasses she just <laughs> she's like like all happy whatever once he's doing that shit right he decides like hey man i can make some extra merch money off this like if i do something like very extra with this right so he gets a sock puppet like socko he just paints it like it's a snake yeah it's a cobra so now when he does the fucking cobra thrust thing he puts the snake sock on his hand he and yells the, cobra don't right. forget <laughs> Yeah, he puts the snake sock sock on, and all the like four year olds are like, "Oh, yay!" Like, That's cute. Yeah, and I okay, I don't have a problem with this because of like that character that Santino is. Like, it makes total sense a for him. Bumbling doofus, right? right? Like, he's just like a happy go lucky yeah. weirdo. Now, on top of Kinda this, I just want to I want to throw in one more defense of this. Throw fucking whatever move. you want, Quinn. Um, this is this is great because I don't have to say anything. This move stinks ass, right? <laughs> and like, people don't like it. However, I have to admit, it has a moment, and this moment is this, and it's it's also, on top of it, like, maybe one of my favorite Royal Rumble moments of all time. Let's hear it, okay. Michael. I know so, what it is. You know the Royal Rumble, right? And how every year, every single year, without fucking fail, they're like, anybody can win, right? Sure. It's it's totally, like, it's, it's random entry. It's anyone's game. It's anyone's game, any given Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. But... In reality, it's never really that. It's, it's always like, like Hulk Hogan or some yeah. shit. Like, you know, like Steve Stone Austin, Cold, The Rock, whatever. Shawn Michaels, yeah. Yeah. It's always like people who you expect to win. People basically. that make a lot of money. Right. However, at the Royal Rumble, I want to say it's like 2008 or... No, no. It's like 11 or 12. Oh, whatever 11 or, the 40 man the was. The 40 man won. So, in the middle of the Royal Rumble, Santino, like, he gets knocked out but not over, right? Yeah, the old Jimmy Hart battle yeah, royal he spot did, or whatever. he disappears under the ring. Yep. And Alberto Del Rio wins the Royal Rumble, right? Unfortunately. And he's all happy. But this was the good Del Rio with the, like, you know, honk honk and, like, yeah, the, the announcer it's, and everything. Like, he was yeah. still fresh. Yeah, he was still good, right? Yep. So he wins and he's celebrating, right? And as he celebrates, all of a sudden, Santino is like, oh, wait a sec. He didn't get eliminated. And literally, like, this goes on for quite a bit as, like, he's celebrating. And, like, the crowd is, like, losing their fucking mind. And Santino is literally crying. That's my favorite part. And he does the whole Cobra motion in slow-mo, like, like, sets it up, and he's like, Mamma Mia! And, like, he's like, Yeah, that crying face, basically. He's crying, and I I even think he does the Catholic, like, fucking cross Yeah, you're you're right, he does it. Like, right before he does it. And he hits the Cobra! And then he goes to dump him out, and it, like, fails, and he gets thrown over. He gets dumped out, and uh, and Dario wins. Like, he actually hits the Cobra, though. Does he? Or he goes for it. He hits it, but he... No, he hits it, but, like... He fucks up the elimination. He fucks up the... Like, he doesn't... Like, he's not able to, like, get him over or something. Santino was never eliminated, remember? He never went over the top rope. He went underneath the bottom rope. Santino's still in the same. The Cobra! The Cobra! Oh, my God! Oh, my God! The biggest upset in Rumble history! 
Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. Oh, this is great. You gotta be kidding me. And that's what I mean. It's like, I'm still waiting for it for like a jobber to fucking win the Royal Rumble because like, it's, it's, it's the only, like they've done fucking everything. It's like the only thing. It's like the last thing they haven't done. I know. Quinn. Like, you know what I mean? Let's talk about the Cobra as a finisher though, real quick before we, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll talk more in ranking time. It's a fucking throat thrust. It stinks. Right. Um, Forget a, the puppet or not. It's akin it's to, it's akin to like the karate chop by Billy Graham or something. Like, that's what yeah. all I can think of. It's like one of those mild, like, we know that there's impact, but it's very mild. Like, it doesn't look like a finisher. Yeah, but it does have the, the flair of having a sock puppet, so. You know, that's true. I mean, it's not like he just does it raw, or he did, but he doesn't. He used to bareback it, but not anymore. That's not necessary. I believe he had a feud with a Socko. I believe that's a real thing where they have, yeah. like, a feud. Oh, yeah. They, that definitely happened. Maybe on um, Saturday Morning Slam or As something. As it should have. Yeah. The Cobra! And Sacco! But the Cobra, yeah, it's a fucking throat strike or whatever you yeah. want. Wherever you do it, it's very, like, flicky. Yeah. It's like a flick. It's, okay, like, I get it. People don't like, it's not a lot of impact, whatever. Um, it's not. It's like what a little brother would do to it's you. It's like a joke finish, though. That's why it's, like, really hard for me to be like, oh, this sucks so much. Like, you know? Well, he never won anything important with it, which in this case is a point in its favor. Right. Because if he had won important stuff with it, then you're like, how the hell could he win right. a world title? With- he won matches, though. It's not like... Yeah, but against like- whom? Like, no one cared. Like- oh, like like Curtis Hawkins. Or yeah, whatever. exactly. You know, those kind of people. People like that. Fandango when he didn't matter anymore. You can make names up and I'd probably believe yeah. you. Like Matt Starko. You yeah. know what I mean? Remember when he beat him? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Probably. You know, like 2012? Some tag team with Emma of, like, evil heels that are poopy. Yeah, the cream, the cream brothers. You know, when he... <laughs> Bashams, I don't know. Ew. They are the Cream Brothers. All yeah. right, so I think in this case it's a point in its favor because since three he, man band, stop. Remember that. Yeah. Since he didn't win, <laughs> their music was good. Yeah. We're a three man. But I think that's like the kind of like that's the that, caliber, that's right? The caliber people Santino was feuding with with the Cobra. Yeah, it's true. But that's good yeah. because in this case you can't say, well, he ruined the credibility of the world title by winning right. it. With a Cobra Strike. So, we'll have to see where that ranks. But, Quinn, right now it's time to find out what drew number six. Okay, this is a total, total spin in the opposite direction. Because here's the leg drop by Hulk Hogan. I don't... The opposite of what we were just talking about. I don't fucking get why people... This is another... A lot of these choices, guys... I don't I mean, know. Is it, is I, be- I don't usually critique the choices, but come on, Hulk Hogan. Is it because it's literally just like a transitional leg drop? I mean, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's like he he got that move like so over. It was like, he did. It was like absolute death in the eighties, but only when he did it. Yeah, it was a specialty. I mean, people have been but doing. He knows how to drape that leg properly, so it, yeah. it's maximum damage. Don't guys, we've explained this with the whole like. Um, you know how like it becomes their specialty because yeah, exactly. they train at it and yeah. stuff. I, th- I just see him like dropping people in Allentown. It's like empty though. Yeah, it's just like practicing. Got to practice it, Daddy. The question I have though, Quinn, it is a leg drop, but it's across the uh, the throat area. It's supposed to hurt more. Yeah, allegedly. And right here, on and the also Adam's he gets apple. some momentum because he comes off the ropes. But isn't it essentially just a seated version of the cobra? You're getting them in the throat, but this it's time it's, it's with another, your leg. I mean, I think that's a stretch, but it, it is another throat move. Let's put it that way. Those aren't typically good. No, they aren't. I think I'm learning here. But Hulk Hogan has won 
numerous championships. All of them, right? Did he ever win the world title without the leg drop? There's no way, right? He always wins with well, the fucking leg drop. that time, the, he finger-poked the guy and he won a world title that way. He didn't have the leg drop. Nash. Shut up. Yeah, yeah okay, saying. fine. But That's the only title I can think of he didn't win with the maybe with Edge Tag Titles edition that but, one time. <laughs> like, but world titles, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, Sheik, leg drop. Right. When did he win it from after that? Savage, yeah, leg drop. He beat Andre the Giant with the leg drop. Andre the Giant, leg, leg drop. drop. Sergeant Slaughter, leg, leg drop. drop. Undertaker, roll up or leg drop? I can't remember. But nevertheless, even Yokozuna, salt, Leg drop. Right. There's always that leg drop there. Leg drop is uh, pretty damn good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. I will say this about the leg drop. It is cool with the theatrics of it because no one, no one yeah. did it. No one did it quite like Hogan with, you knew, you know, the punches and the big boot. And then the way he would come off the ropes and hit it, like, I know it's a fucking leg drop. But the way Hogan did it was still good. He had a whole setup to it. It was like, good. The, like the, the Hulk up before and then you and all this shit. Yeah, like, the you. Like, you know, like it was just part of the routine. And so here's the thing with it is that, well, yes, mixed up with all the finishers of its time, like that DDT and the flying elbow drop and all this bullshit, right? Even the figure four. The figure four. Like, it looks like the least devastating, devastating maybe, or, one. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it's got a whole spiel connected to it beforehand. But that doesn't count as part of it, does it? Or I guess it does in a sense. It's the lead up to the leg drop. Yeah, I guess. But it, well, only in Hogan's case. I mean, if anybody else does a leg drop, it's, it's like nothing. It's shit. But like, that's why I think it made the list. Yeah. But let's talk, let's look at some of the the big moves on here. Uh, the pile driver, right? Mm-hmm. We know why that's number one. This is on the rankings, folks. Yeah. On the best because uh, the legitimacy of it, the fact that it won a lot of stuff, you know. The stunner, which I know is controversial, but the stunner's up there because it won stuff. It was very over. Hurt you? I mean, like it's not like yeah. These top three, top four, really sharpshooter. Also, they all won very important matches. I mean, even the super kick did. Yeah, no, you're right, Quinn. And I guess the perfect plex did too, right? I did it win the. the, I don't know. Remember, we didn't we say this? It didn't win the intercontinental. Yeah, maybe not. You're right. Yeah, but the leg drop did too. Mm -hmm. So. Um, one criteria here, the leg drop is absolutely not the worst. Yeah. And and we're going to get to the ranking time, but I just want to point that out now so we consider it. This one thing about the leg drop, it is it, it would deserve to be on the best when you're going by, like, what did it win? Yeah. And I remember people defending the Doomsday device by saying that, you know, the Road Warriors won matches with that, won all their tag titles with it for 25 years. Well, fine. So did the fucking leg drop. Yeah, and yet it's like in flush territory. Right. So, so I, I there can't actually, be only singular criteria. You know, for the first time, and we're not even at ranking, I have a feeling we're about I, to be. I know exactly where both of these things will land. Well, we'll have to see. I don't okay. know. Because I don't know where you're going, and that's good. Okay. As far as the leg drop is concerned, I think that in 1984, mm-hmm. 85, it's a passable. I'm now being objective. Forget Hogan, right? Right. It's passable as well, a finisher. Well, I mean, this is the era of the sunset flipping death. It's like, coming he, off of that, yeah, right? Like, in the high cross body. Yeah, exactly. Like, things that we would know as transitional moves. I mean, even, like, for example, the flying jalapeno or whatever, ultimately, that's just, like, some kind of, like, forearm. S- forearm splash thing. Like, that's not even that amazing. No, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, that's, like, all fucking deadly or whatever. Right. The Boston Crab yeah. was a big finisher in the 80s, and so was the figure four. Yeah, you might be judging it off today's standards, too. Like in That's it, the when, thing. When it came about in 84 or whatever, like, it was just like, oh, that makes sense. That's, like, just, like another special move that everyone else has. I would say I would have... 
I love the axe bomber. It would be cooler if Hogan used oh, well, that course, as his finisher. But, uh, it's so it's theatrical, the, that's the, the thing. leg drop, though. And that is one advantage it has. Now, the problem is, in 84, if it's passable, by 92, 93, it's a relic. Yeah, and then when you get to, like, 99 and shit, right. like, where he's still doing it. In like, 2002. Yeah, and it's like, uh, okay, like... That's the thing, right? It's, it becomes a relic, although it was always over. Yeah. Whether heel well, or face, it was always over. I think what Hogan did with it in the later times is like, it was supposed to be nostalgia by that point. Oh, when it, he came back in 02, yeah. Right. Even it, in 99 when he was a face. It's like, if he didn't win with the leg drop, then people would be like, this is fucking stupid. Yes. Like, it's like, we wanted old Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah. what the hell? Like, that we didn't root for him against the rock for him not to do the leg drop. People were mad when he was wearing pants and he was the face Hulk Hogan. They were yeah. like, no, where's the trunks? We don't want pants. <laughs> That's always weird to me. It's because it's like he is supposed to be old dude, and he's been wearing pants since like fucking NWO. So like, yeah. just get over it. It's just like <laughs> he's wearing red and yellow pants. Yeah, so. just like chill. Yeah, and he his wore knees the pants. Are all fucked up. Yeah, he can't admit it. Yeah, it, because of the leg drop. By the way, his like remember yeah, his, his like, hip, hip. Yeah, like that's, <laughs> compressed his spine. That's literally why he wore pants. Is because like every like his legs because his knees. Yeah, he, he was he just always, like braces. It, like and... Everything below the waist was all fucked up. So he was like, I need to cover this shit up. That's uh, all. Especially if you ask Bubba the Love Sponge, yeah, apparently. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Over there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, finisher fuckhead. Never, and I literally mean never, bring up Bubba the fucking Love Sponge ever again. He's a twat. Let's rank Quinn. I think it's a good time to rank now. Yeah. Now, let's run him down again real quick for you guys. We have the Iron Claw. Right. Which, in its own right, and be fair, in the 60s and 70s, was over. But uh, it's extra stinky. It's here. just an extra stinky move in general, and yeah. it was used into the 90s. So we have to keep all this fair. The heart punch, again. Stinkaroo. Uh, 70s may be passable when Crush and... I think The Undertaker used it, like, briefly in 90 or 91. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Uh, battering Ram. This is in the joke category. Yeah. Which, I, again, I don't think it's fair, but okay. And I don't even know that they use it as a finisher as much as that double stomach breaker, from what yeah, I can maybe. find. But it got voted. We'll just yeah. deal with it. And the Canadian Destroyer, a modern finisher that I think people put on here because it... Because is, this is a retro podcast and the fans like old mm-hmm. stuff, right? I mean, like, honestly, <sighs> like, that to, that makes sense. Yes, and also I think that it, while it looks cool, if you think for two seconds about it, it doesn't make sense. Right. The flipping. Yeah, it's the, the flipping. It's the not making sense part. The impact is great, but the yeah. flipping. Uh, so, the Cobras first. Where do you want to start that? I think that that is... It, it should be... Wherever it is, it's either above or below the battering ram. Because it's, they're the same, like, classification. Like, that... I yeah. Think, I feel so definite about that. Like... Well, okay, let's work it up then. Yeah, then I... It's just a matter of which one's worse than the other. So, you think the Canadian Destroyer is better than the Cobra? Yes. Why? I'm not disagreeing, but why? Because I just, I don't think the Canadian Destroyer is a joke move. Like, I really don't think it's treated seriously. Yeah, it's treated, it's never been treated as a joke. It's ever. It is essentially a pile driver with like unrealistic theatrics beforehand, right? Is that all it is? It's just like a futuristic pile driver finisher thing. Like, like a sunset flip pile driver with weird, like, knockback to it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, like whiplash to it, right? Yeah. (laughs) What's the word I'm looking for? Kickback? It always was unique. Backwash. It was always unique to me about how the impact looked on that. It, uh, in fact, it looks great. Of all the stuff we've talked about, interestingly enough, the Canadian Destroyer of all fucking things has the most interesting like impact to it. Like out of all out of all of these, like, yes. Even even the good stuff. Like I don't uh, know. No, just interesting. I didn't say good. I just meant right, like right, it's right. like it, it looks so it's unique. unique. Yeah, unique. Like, yeah. I'll put. I'll keep Canadian Destroyer at the bottom, which right. is the best. You know, obviously right. for this. So now, okay. If I'm comparing the Cobra and the Ram, right? Because yeah. this is as high as I think 
this is going. I personally think because the Cobra had moments and the Battering Ram was just kind of like, it never had a moment. It was just bullshit. Like, right. it's a little bit better than the Battering Ram. I, I don't know that the Battering Ram was that much of a finisher anyway. I think that was a transitional for the Bushwhackers. I think people, still, it looks... It looks no, I know. Yeah, that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. But I think people misremember it as their finisher. I tried to look for it as a finisher. I did, really. Like, whenever the I last... definitely flush, used it on, like, Superstars or something. I, I found all these squash matches, and they're using the double stomach huh, breaker. Weird. They do the Battering Ram. I think it's just but more memorable. But this also memorable. isn't about the Bushwhackers necessarily as much as the Battering Ram in general. But who used that as a finisher? The Bushwhackers. But they didn't, right? Like they mainly, Let us know if you can find them using it as a finisher, because I could not, believe it or not. Okay. But regardless, it's got voted on. So you think that because the Cobra... At least had a moment. Come on. It at least had a fucking moment. You cannot say that about the Battering Ram. Did Stan Stasiak win the world title with the heart punch? Because that'll throw your argument out the window. Yeah, but I don't classify it in the same. <laughs> what do you mean you well, don't classify? I, like I feel like we, three and four right now are like the joke move section. <laughs> like, that's all I'm saying. It's like there's a place for the joke moves. There's a place for like the extra dumpy shitty moves, which is like number one and two, and then the Canadian destroyer. Where you're like, why is this even here? <laughs> but, but, but Quinn, but Quinn, are you trying to say that the uh, the heart punch is a serious move? What right? Are you pulling up on? YouTube? Don't worry about what I'm doing here. Don't bring okay. that up. I'm trying to find a footage of Stasiak beating Morales, but I don't think there is. I don't think no, that exists. Right? I don't know if anybody had their 45 millimeter or whatever the fuck. 45 millimeter. That's a lot of mil. Maybe John Arezzi. Why does he look like old Brian Cage in this clip? That's weird. <laughs> the sideburns. Holy yeah. shit. He does look like <laughs> right? he looks Brian like, Button there. Yeah, Brian Button, uh, the husband of our ring announcer, Melissa Button. Yeah. Uh, I feel odd, though. I feel very odd. How are you like... Odd. Yeah, odd about what? Putting the a sock puppet <laughs> better than a move that potentially won the world title. Better. Yeah, because you want to put it at number four, the sock puppet one. Okay, right, first the Cobra. of all, I think you're getting a little out of hand with the heart punch that here. Why isn't Ric Flair mad at the estate of uh, Stan Stasiak? He was called the man before Becky Lynch was. I don't know. He's a, Don't I, question Becky Lynch. I'm not questioning Lynch. I'm questioning Ric Flair. Meanwhile, the battering ram is not a finisher, so it's <laughs> pissing me off. Well, Shit. does that mean it should go higher? Or does it mean it go, I'm indifferent. Like, I could go either way. Uh, let's like, throw it off the list. Let's DQ it. That means we have to bring in another one then. Like, mm. what do we do? Is it a finisher? I we okay. In two <laughs> weeks from now, we'll know, right? Okay. Like, we'll we'll know by the time it's time to do the next flush. If if anyone can find us, this is a special late breaking announcement like taking here. Taking it out. <laughs> we need to know: Is there a piece of footage <laughs> of the Bushwhackers using the battering ram as a finisher? If there is not. On the final flush, we will draw a third name to fill its spot. It's like a footage holy grail with a time limit. Like, yeah, we need to know. Okay, it's like it's like uh, tape traders get on that shit. Get like, on that. Yeah, is just even if you get me one, if they win with the battering ram, then it'll stay. Okay, that's all. Uh, what, Richard Land is probably going to find something. I mean, yeah, sure, might of course on the uh, superstars uh, the in, wrestling uh, challenge yeah. or something. Uh, when it not was, even. It's like the, <laughs> it's like the fucking like the spotlight, spotlight exclusive yeah, match actually exactly. with A Mooney and. Sensational Sherry, was it? In November of 89. Anyway. What, whatever it is, let us have it. Bring it to us and what, we'll stay on the list. Okay. What? Is, is the sock puppet worse than this, though? Can you believe what we're discussing right now? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know because I I can't. 
Oh, that fucking Royal Rumble thing is like one Quinn. of the greatest things I've ever seen. He puts a sock puppet on his hand. You don't worry about it. Does the, fully just the mandible claw. I didn't he say that was good. titles with it. N- yeah, no, he didn't. Yeah, he did the, the, with the socko. I don't think he did. Are you sure? He didn't beat The Rock with that. Didn't like Austin run in, hit The Rock with a chair and fully pinned him. I remember when he had the boob, so. boob shirt <laughs> on me. He had the sock in his mouth. <laughs> Sunday Night Heat or something. I don't want to. No, he pinned him with a forklift. Get it right. He pinned him with a forklift on I'm Sunday Night Heat. He this is serious here. Just saying, I'm just saying, I know he used it. That's so all. what? In the match where he won. All right. Like, in all seriousness, because this is the sock puppet we're discussing. Very serious. <laughs> Let's leave it at number four. No, wait. Yeah, the, but the hard punch would hurt you more than a uh, cobra, right? Yeah, but I think we're really ascending it. It's that bad. Like the hard punch just stinks, though. Like that's the other thing. It's like even though it won titles, like maybe maybe we're over maybe it won the world title. I don't even know. They maybe have won the world title. We don't even know. We don't know. And here's the thing: is like the hard punch again. It's like even if it did, it still sucks ass. Like it's like in the in the wacky world of pro wrestling i rather see some like fucking dumbass shit like the fucking cobra than like somebody just punching someone like, okay fair enough cobra you could call anytime hercules does anything a heart punch cuz he's punching his heart <laughs> okay number 4 cobra yeah okay number yeah. 5 canadian destroyer sure that's what we'll do now the leg drop quinn all right so this i listen this and this is where i was like my heart was set i'm like there's just no way it's not six like, I, like how? Like, it's the yeah. fucking leg drop. Well, okay. Like, it's almost guaranteed to be 10. Let's talk about it real quick, okay? Right. Compared to everything else, we can say this. It's not a comedy move. It it's isn't. It's always treated straight. seriously. Yeah. It won world titles many and plenty of, of them. Many of them. Right. Uh, we don't know if the heart punch did, and I think that would be the only other move that would win a world title on this list, right? The Iron right. Claw, I don't think, did. I don't think the battering ram was even a finisher. Yeah, but winning the world title doesn't mean shit if it sucks. Like, you know what I mean? I'm like, just doing just, apples to apples here. Yeah, it's like King won world titles with fucking punch. No, or whatever. Pile driver too, though. Yeah, I'm just saying it was like the punch also. The like fake where he holds, puts something on his hand from his trunks. But Stop it's not, it. Don't yeah. bring that up. Yeah. But I'm trying to compare apples to apples here. Out of all of these, right? The leg drop and maybe the heart punch would be the only two that won the world title. But the leg drop we know did it and it was like an iconic finisher. Now, physically, impact-wise, it has more impact than the Iron Claw. Uh-huh. Right? I mean, Definitely. It looks better than the Iron Claw. It looks better than the Heart Punch. It looks better than the Battering Ram. Better than the Cobra. Well. Is it, does it look better than the Canadian Destroyer, though? To a 2019 audience or within its time? Because... And, and, uh, completely. Like, just I, like now? Yeah, like honestly, like I, I think in the history of wrestling, Canadian Destroyer is definitely the most unique fucking of all the things we've talked about. Definitely the most unique thing on this list. The Canadian Destroyer has the most unique look. I think it looks like if executed properly, even though again the physics or whatever, if executed properly, it looks like it would actually like kill you. Like, it, yeah. like you know what I'm saying? Like yes. you're landing directly on your head. Like, and in theory, the leg drop, if it lands right on your face or throat or whatever, would really hurt. I know people yeah. don't. Yeah, like but it would hurt that. as much as a punch or a slap, not as much as breaking your neck. It might hurt. Like, no, yeah. it would hurt more than a punch, Quinn. You get the full weight of someone coming down on it's you. Essentially, using your leg, it comes to crashing chop down them, and it hurts inside. To chop them on their chest because generally it lands on their chest, like the top part of their like right, like right under the neck. But it's a fucking leg drop, man, and it won the world title. Like even if the Canadian Destroyer looks cooler, that's it, all it's it got was quite on it. Possibly the greatest wrestlers of all times finisher. Yeah, like. 
No, I know. You're I mean, right. I mean, seriously. it was associated with an entire era. Is it good now? No. Is it good if anyone else ever no. did it? No. But that also is a consequence of it being attached to the greatest, one of the greatest. Like, it's like nobody can do this fucking move. Like, it's only Hulk Hogan's. It's like the same thing with the stunner in a way. Yeah. It like really if somebody is. somebody else did the stunner. You are immediately compared. Yeah, you're immediately like, well, that's Stone Cold's move. Like, what the fuck? It hasn't transcended the way, like, the DDT kind of did where... Anyone can do a DDT now, and you might only sometimes think of Jake. Right. Like the DDT's been ingra- in, uh, integrated a lot. Interestingly enough, though, any wrestler who does the DDT would tell you, oh, yeah, I like Jake, Jake the Snake. You know, right. Like, I mean, Jake the Snake. And didn't Jake, like, actually invent it? Like, legit? I, he says he did, but no, people have done it before okay. him. Adrian Adonis, like, did it. Before Jake? I think so. Are you sure Jake wasn't in a terror? Because they were they, they wrestled around the same time. I'm not sure. I don't yeah, know, anyway. but I don't think Jake invented invented it. I think it was around before him. But maybe he act. Maybe he didn't know that. Maybe he thought that he invented it. Right. Because it's before like the internet. Right. Where you didn't know like every move. You know what I mean? Yeah. People now I think have found like other people doing it. But regardless, there's no way that it, look. I get it. It's a fucking leg drop. It looks stupid. Blah blah blah. It's still better than the destroyer. Come on. Yeah, I think it it's, is, I right? think it's better. It is. I can't put the destroyer over the fucking leg drop. Right. And the leg drop has this over it. It doesn't require defying physics. No, that's true. If someone's stunned enough, you can drop your leg on them at any time. Try it sometime. There's an actual, like, there's no, you have to, like, believe it in your head that it's real. Right. Thing. Like, you guys out there that are married, try it on your wife. See how that goes. You know, when she's sleeping. Well, Don't really do that. And try to miss the boobs, because I bet that would hurt. That would right? probably hurt a little yeah. bit. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, it doesn't require cooperation. It's the only one on this list. Mm-hmm. The, the Destroyer is the only one on the list that does require like this physics crap it, it, here. Physics defying. Physics defying, yeah. yeah. Let's let's put the light drop at yeah, the bottom number, of the list. Six. Definitely. Six, I think. And for the record... I think, this li- I think we were fair this week. I think we're fair. And uh, like we always say, guys, if you disagree with any of it, that's totally fine. But let us know why. We like to know why. Boy, the Cobra got saved by that fucking Royal Rumble moment. I'm still dubious, but yeah, I'll yeah. give it to you. Um, yeah. And by the way, one last question here. Maybe you know the answer, Quinn. Maybe only uh, no one does. Was It was never formally in the WWF called the Atomic Leg Drop, right? Where did that fucking name come from? Why do I, I have he- no idea what you're talking I've never even heard that. that. Thank you, because I- you, if you look, you will see this move called the Atomic Leg Drop. By whom? Look at this. He's going for it, Cole. And there it is. People that like Places. Bob Backlund, so they're like combining the two. <laughs> oh. I, I, I don't know. And this is why I need you, because only you would ever think of that. Uh, okay, let's the run. The thing I can think of. Like- <laughs> People that like Bob Backlund. <laughs> All right, let's uh, run it down here for this week. The updated list of the worst finishers in wrestling. And number one is still the Iron Claw. Two, still the Heart Punch. Three, the Battering Ram. Four, the Cobra. Five, Canadian Destroyer. And the newcomer here, the best of the worst, the Leg Drop. That is the Royal Flush of Finishers. Be sure to let us know yours. You can do that by tweeting at us at OVP Podcast. Email us or join the group. Quinn, when we come back, it is time to uh, get some tips and some tricks about the wonderful world of bodybuilding. Yeah. (laughs) That'll be coming up right after this. Standing by now, ladies and gentlemen, on his way to the World Bodybuilding Federation Championship and the Personal Fitness Expo as well. We're a week away. Here's the ultimate warrior. All of my warriors.
years have always believed in personal fitness, and this is why they shall follow me to the Personal Fitness Expo, June 15th at the Taj Mahal. From there, we shall march into what is and what shall be the premiere of the World Bodybuilding Federation Championship and witness the greatest bodybuilders of all time! It sucks! Hi, this is Jameson. Remember me? Yeah, me neither. You're listening to Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's the best. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to Our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It's episode number 146. Thanks for hanging and banging with us here today. There's going to be a lot of hanging and banging on this <laughs> And clanging as well. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to any of that, Quinn, there's other wrestling podcasts out there. We don't host all of them. Yep. We, we host don't. one. We only host the this and, our and, tractor and a bunch one. of other stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, but we, but not these, about these, that. these three podcasts we like to talk about every week. Yeah. We don't host them. So, sorry. Sorry. Sometimes we've been on some. We've been on a couple, and uh, we also are very friendly with these people. Uh, but let's shout out a few friends of the show, folks. You can go to the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Thing, that's WPAN. It is hosted by two guys that have actually worked in the actual wrestling business, not like us. We're in the wrestling media, clearly. This is we're this very is simply in the media. just the media. We're the media. Now, I heard we're on some kind of survey about wrestling media. Yeah, the I talking saw, sheet survey. I, I saw it. Thank you, Les Moore, for putting yeah. us on there. Well, that's, that's fine. Nice, Thank nice you. of you. Yeah. Uh, but anywho, check out the wrestling podcast about nothing. These guys are great. It's the Kingpin Brian Malonis, who is now known as the Brawler Brian Malonis. Yes, uh, the Wine City Whaler. Kingpin, now known as the Wine. City Whaler, Brian Malonis. He hosts a show with the most retired referee that I've ever met. Uh, the most. Mean Mike Crockett. He's he's not mean, though. Do you think he'd unretire if Brian went to WF and then he, like, brought yep. him along? Yep. Like, oh, he'd, he'd be tagging along. He'd be the ref in WF. Mike Tagalong Crockett. Uh, he so can she, replace Mike Kyoto. Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice, actually. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, check out their show. It's a really good show. They, they've they worked in the business, and they were also fans, so they bring their unique perspective. You'll get sometimes some inside baseball or inside wrestling, wrestling I guess, as it were. bodybuilding. The inside bodybuilding uh, yeah. with this show. Check it out. Wrestling Podcast about nothing then check out the critically acclaimed oh my goodness gracious Quinn the, the critics can't contain them the accolades that have been heaped yes, upon this show the potties yeah, the, the potty awards the Emmys the, the, the Emmys, Oscars yeah. you know they, they're all talking about this the Ernie's the Burt's yeah, Rovers the Elmo's the Screen Actor Guild the SAGs yeah. the Knobs Awards yeah, as well yeah. it's greetings from Allentown folks and it's uh, hosted by one guy only one because you, you don't even need to it wouldn't work if no. there were two. No. There wouldn't be all these critical accolades. No, it'd be like our show. Yeah. Uh, so if you check out Greetings from Allentown with Peter Winston, he takes an episode of the old wrestling right. and he talks about it, but really he doesn't. He talks about other stuff the whole time, too. It's really about something else. I can't but describe it. But in a good it. way. Yeah. If you like wrestling, you'll like it. If you like wrestling, you might not like it. I'm just kidding. If, if you like surrealist entertainment, right. um, maybe. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's true. If, if, you're, you, if you're a quirky guy. If you're a quirky guy, you'll like the quirkiest. Greetings from Allentown, Peter Winston. And then, if you like your crude humor. Your right. unprofessionalism, your Southern wrestling, your grits, and your overalls, all all the things that John are Deere. associated with Southern yep. and wrestling, all the stereotypes that I really don't mean. I'm just saying it for comedic purposes to get you to pay attention to this podcast. Exactly, y'all. Check out Book in the Territory with Mike Mills because what they do, Quinn, they go south of that Mason and Dixon line and they talk about the NWA. They talk about the Smoky Mountain. They do two shows because they need two shows. Sometimes their fans go and invade WF and put signs. <laughs> that's true. Like that's that's Coming up north. What's up with that? Uh, they are coming up north, but man, check out these guys. You won't be whistling Dixie when you're listening to these two uh, shows by Booking the Territory. So that's it. That's our three friends of the show. The Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Greetings from Allentown. 
booking the territory. Now, Quinn. Yes. WBF. WBF. No. Um, so, <laughs> we, we might have to retitle this episode, uh, Our Vantage Point Dash Retro, retro bodybuilding, bodybuilding Podcast, because right. it's really time to talk about that, that hot scene. Yes. That, that, I mean, everyone was clamoring right. in 1992. It was the hot shit, to, the hot poo to talk about fucking bodybuilding. This was a very successful venture for Vince McMahon. It's still going. It's still going. The World Bodybuilding Federation. Obviously, you've heard of that. It's huge right now. You know, it's, it's big as the XFL. Has its own network. Yeah. You know, the, the WBF network. Of course. So much content. So much content. Retro bodybuilding, which is a favorite of mine. The yeah. eight millimeter footage. Oh, yeah. It's tremendous. I, I, some of the 70s stuff were like, oh remember when God. Arnold was on the scene? Hell yeah. yeah. And Tom Platt's out there working yeah. out in the 70s. And basically in 1990, in all seriousness, Vince McMahon decided, you know what? Fuck it. I've got a lot of money. I'm going to waste some of it. I like big men doing steroids, and I like muscles. Or Vince McMahon likes muscles. Do you think he saw the he, Arnold scene fading, and he's like, I can fucking invade, right? I, like, I'll make my own federation of bodybuilding. You know, I... I, I <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. There was the International Federation of Bodybuilding, I guess it's called the IFBB, which the is bodybuilding the... Bodybuilding Territories, basically. They're like the NWA or, or the, something. Yeah, or the IBBF. I, I don't know what it's called. Forgive me. I think it's the IBBF, the <laughs> International Bodybuilding Federation. And Vince is like, fuck it, I'm going to be a competitor to them. I did it in wrestling. Yeah. I I, I took over wrestling. He's going to go national, baby. Yeah, I'm going to expand. I'm going to be the best bodybuilding federation on the planet. Fuck you. I'm Vince McMahon. Now, do you think he succeeded? No, <laughs> clearly he didn't. I just I, I succeeding is relative because look <laughs> at what the fuck this is. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it, within this space, he still did, didn't succeed. No, he didn't. Absolutely okay. not. So in 1990, he uh, he forms the World Bodybuilding Federation. No drugs on this one. No drugs is what he said. He signed away. Believe it or not, some former. This is real. <laughs> International Bodybuilding Federation talent. And of course, because Vince McMahon had some great ideas in terms of wrestling marketing. He decided, well, all I have to do is kind of apply that and tweak that a little, and it'll work just as well in bodybuilding. You know, give them nicknames, personalities, make it more about the best of theatrics in bodybuilding. Now, do you think the IWBF tried to compete with Vince's uh, WBF pay-per-view and tried to run, like, their version of Clash of the Champions? (laughs) (laughs) Like, Clash of the Bodybuilders Can you imagine? Like, on TBS somehow. (laughs) That'd be (laughs) So so basically, they have this uh, this long build-up. And in June, I believe it is, or July of 1991, right. okay, we have the first ever WBF bot- <laughs> championship. Pay-per-view. Um, fucking pay-per-view. Yeah. Which I want to make that a, a next, our next Patreon goal is that once we hit whatever, we will decide that we live review that pay-per-view. Yeah. Well, like I think I we said, have the, to do it. Hopefully the buy rates won't be hampered by the IWBF version I know, on, on free on, on, on fucking espn3 or something yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, this pay-per-view in long beach california we crowned the first ever wbf champion yes because mm-hmm. it's vince you have to have your champion and that would be gary stridham right now what, i don't what's his nickname again gary the i don't know actually stridham no or something. he's not mighty that's mike quinn uh, okay there's a mike quinn mighty mike quinn now quite frankly <laughs> No one cared about this, but Vince did. And <laughs> Nobody so, cared. The wrestlers were pissed about it. According to Bret Hart, I think it was Bret Hart. Why wouldn't they be? Because all these guys, these bodybuilders get, you know, very good travel accommodations and first class and all this. Basically, the kiss my ass treatment. And the wrestlers are stuck doing their own schlepping around shit. You know, if these poor wrestlers 
And I know they choose to do it, but they do. You know, 250, 280 days out of the year, they're on the road. 300 days. Meanwhile, these guys get paid all this money to, to work out and work out. Which is and, fine. And only like they only have like competitions like three times a year. Or you know, once a year in this yeah. case with the yeah, WBF, exactly. right? You know, when the when the bodybuilding thing started, it was there's these bodybuilders and who, who likes bodybuilders? I mean, talk about it, zeros in life. You know, I mean. There's nothing, I can't say anything good about bodybuilders at all. What a total waste of your life, you know. So I could see how you might be a little cheesed off if you're a wrestler in 1991. When the payoffs, Why is he devoting all this money? Right. Like, we earned all this money right, for right. him. Well, that's like, the what thing. What the fuck? Like, and the payoffs are declining because business is declining in 91 and going right. into 92. So why don't I just waste my money that I don't have on right. this fucking bodybuilding garbage? It's amazing. But Vince decides to, you know, he's got a good relationship with USA Network. USA in 92 is not... Not the USA that it would become a little later in the 90s. I mean, where they was, didn't get Pacific Blue yet, so, yeah. or Silk Stockings or anything. Or so. the reruns of Walker. Right. I mean, that wasn't these, even on yet. These were clutch acquisitions that were needed to get to, you know. Well, Femme Nikita also. To get also. to Suits, you know. With, well, of course. Yeah, and all those kind of stupid Kenny shows. versus Spenny. Was that even on USA? Yeah. The, 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 <laughs> Remember that? The McGrizzlies or what's that fucking family? I know. I forget, you know, but I know. The fake, like, yes. the, like reality thing, I whatever that is. Mean. I don't know. But Vince somehow gets his fucking bodybuilding shit a show on uh on the usa network well, only a half an hour only let's a half be, hour to be, be fair, fair. <laughs> and it was called wbf body stars now the one we're reviewing we've done this before we did a couple uh back in episode 30 something, something with like two uh, years ago pulling things i don't know tug of war tug, yeah like in cameo and stuff let me set the stage for you though in the world of the uh the bodybuilding right now May 16th, 1992, Saturday, day after your sixth birthday. Mm-hmm. Big deal here. It's very true. Very true. In the world of bodybuilding, we've got the big WBF championship coming up on June 13th. Like June the PGA 13th. championship. It is. Yeah. And that's what they're building towards here. That's the scene. Uh, other than that, I don't know if there's any good, you know, bodybuilding squash matches going on. They're, you know, building up. <laughs> there's the- only like one fucking match on this whole show. <laughs> True. And it's like clips of something. It's not good either. It's yeah. like, it's an old, it's like a, a veterans match, you know, yeah. like a legends match. <laughs> it's just so a, a It's just a special challenge. A special challenge thing. But why don't we get into it, Quinn? It's the World Bodybuilding Federation's WBF Body Stars, May 16, 1992. I can't wait. Yeah, we're back to the WB or WF. I don't know. All I know is cameo time. Cameo, though. yeah. Cameo Newer. We'll get to her in a second. Yep. She was a fixture to on me, this she's show. she's like the most notable part because she's not in anything else that <laughs> they've ever done. So it's like, she's True. like, the, like, who is this? She's a nice lady. Yeah. Uh, we get a very muscly intro as the... <laughs> there's a graphic on the bottom of the screen that says... I, what is this? This program is paid for by Titan Sports. Is this because this is technically like an infomercial? Like that, I was, I that's literally what I thought. I don't know. Maybe they just wanted to assure people that someone's actually paying for this. I'm I don't not know. sure. Yeah, they don't put that at the beginning of WF programming. That's true. Uh, there's lots of pecs, though, in the intro, Quinn. It's very 90s, like, go for it. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it's super 90s, it's like, very. you know, with some woman going like, ah! You know, like how it is. I know exactly what you mean. A very shiny man, you know, working out as Sean Mooney. Yes, does voice over here and says, "Meet the superstars that will shape the '90s." They never even say that it's Sean Mooney. By the way, he just—he's like this ambiguous voice that exists in the WBF universe. Maybe he was like, uh, "Hey, Vince, don't uh, don't tell them that uh, that it's me, Sean Mooney." Now, what if it's Ian Mooney? How do you know? Oh, you're way. right. It could be Ian. That's a good it's point. It's possible. Then. Not a bad point there. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we open with a squirrel in the grass, and uh, <laughs> we pan over to what a shot. K 
Cameo Newer, Quinn's favorite. Yeah, there she is. She welcomes us, Quinn, from Central Park. Now, her hair is kind of shitty again, unlike the beginning of this thing where she had, like, she literally looked like Cammy from fucking Street Fighter or when whatever. When the show started, you mean, yeah, a couple like, of months earlier? Yeah, like, she literally... Her name was Cameo, and she had the Cami hair. But now she has like this. She looks she's, like a hair metal guy. She looks Brett like Michaels or a, something. It's basically that frayed, like Farrah Fawcett style, leaky Fawcett, leaky Fawcett. You, like that fucking it right. style. That yeah. it was kind of popular in the late eighties, early nineties, before everyone switched to the Jennifer Aniston haircut. Well, the Rachel, yeah, yeah it's very right for ladies at least. I gotta say, hair. <laughs> ladies' hair. Some men too. I gotta say though, Quinn, nineteen ninety two Central Park. That's a dangerous place. Cameo. Watch out for that bird lady. Yeah, they're talking about. They're like, it's so nice here. Like, it's like what? Maybe during the day. Yeah, but not at night. I mean, ain't much better in here, kid, and all yeah, that. From exactly. Home Alone too. Exactly. We know from Home Alone. Taught huh? you all you need to know about New York. Watch it, kid. <laughs> she throws a frisbee to. Vince McMahon, as the camera pans over to him in his, like, red clown pants. His workout getup is hideous. Like, it is bad. You look stupid. It, it is, like, everything he wears on primetime variety show. Like, the whole thing. Yeah, it, it basically, it, he got to keep wearing these clothes. Right. <laughs> Which is He's fun. so happy, too. Like, Hi, I'm Cameo Newer. And I'm Vince McMahon. As the expression goes, if you can make it here, why, well, you can make it just about anywhere. Do you think that Cameo made a cameo at Vince's house? Oh, Without yeah, question, I maybe. Vince, do you think he pushed her in the pool? Maybe. <laughs> I just, you know, I don't like to speculate about Vince's Me affairs. Me neither. But like, Cameo very much seems like you know up his flavor alley. Of, flavor of the month. Like I'm working with her. Yeah. You know, we, we're spending yeah. long hours yeah. in this show. Why are you throw me that frisbee. Yeah, on the shoots or whatever. Yeah, I don't think me. he's like that. I think Vince is more of like a casual, like uh, casual like, sex. Huh? No, he doesn't. His voice, he gets it because his voice casual is always frisbee. higher, higher pitched back in these days. Casual so. frisbee. Yeah. So he's like, notwithstanding. Right. Then exactly. from there, you're gonna suck my. Okay. So yeah. let's go on here before I turn into the laps fan and do a Vince impression for four hours. Uh, he tells us that we're gonna be seeing a lot from the Iron Warrior, Mike Christian. Can't wait for that one. And and then he tries to throw the frisbee back to Cameo, but Lex Luger intercepts it, Quinn. <laughs> yeah, it's like Milk Luger. You know what I mean? Like, see you June that? 13th, Bobby, uh, or whatever. Perfect. Yeah. Milk Luger made his debut at WrestleMania 8. Right. In a very, During this time. In a very dubious live, quote-unquote, interview with we Girl and Bobby. Milk Luger because he drinks milk when he makes his He, he drinks his milk, and uh, Bobby's, like, promoting him all up, and he calls Gorilla the fat guy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then he... Uh, Obviously ends his little interview with See you June thirteenth, Bobby. Yep. And June thirteenth that he's referring to is what we mentioned, the WBF two right. championship. You know, so he two, is here yes. too. Yeah. He's gonna be there as a guest poser. Uh, right. he's got like And he's also gonna be on this shitty show. Yes, like the whole time. Yeah. He's got Sting's like surfer sunglasses on and a like the pattern to three D world runner on his sweatsuit. He's basically like he's converting into a WF person. Like that's what I always feel this whole period is. It's like them like conditioning him from being NWA to like WWF. Right, this right. is like his like fucking like tutorial, like or his orientation or whatever. His orientation yeah. is a good word. He says we're gonna meet his friend, the sports illustrated swimsuit model, Ashley Montana. Vincent Cameo called bullshit on this as if Luger like would know a celebrity. Yeah, they're like, no, there's no way you know like, a celebrity. Like, it's like, who the fuck is Ashley Montana? I don't even know who she is. She like, related to Hannah? Montana? Well, that was my first thought. <laughs> Maybe she's her mom or something. I don't know. This is Montana. Tony Montana. Billy Ray Cyrus, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. But anyway, Ashley Montana, she is like, I've never I, heard of her. I've never fucking heard of her. But they're like, Sports Illustrated, and they show but, some pictures or whatever. But to be fair, 
you had just turned six. I was yeah. going on seven. I don't think we were really up to speed on our early 90s SI swimsuit models. I mean, the swimsuit models. only came out once a year, too. I mean, True. there's only been six of them in our lives, possibly. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah good point. Or, I think it came, even came in like 88 or something, so not even. Yeah, it started later, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're going to be seeing the original Quadzilla Tom Platt in some squatting competition. I don't care. Like, no? why is that? I'm, I'm interested. Who gives a shit? I can't wait. Uh, uh, something about pistons. I don't know. Cameo throws us to Eddie Robinson, and then she goes for a stroll with Vince as the camera fades away. I would mm. like to mention, though, Quinn, that this whole video package for uh, this bodybuilder features fire CGI. <laughs> uh, a lot of effort put into this. Various clips of Eddie Robinson posing and holding machine guns. This, this show is hideous. Like this is like this is what I mean about like. <laughs> There's nothing to this. There's like, no substance. Like, like they have to like embellish like to the max. It's like let's dress him up like an army man, <laughs> yeah, and, like, like Rambo. Yeah, that's what like, it is. And also like show him working out and posing because those are the only fucking things you can even do with this. Like it's so one dimensional. It's it like is. they just pose. That's it. Yeah. So like literally, you have to dress it up and all this shit and like find like the most minuscule crap to talk about. Like nutrition and fucking like their spandex costumes and like you know like add like showiness to it i'm not putting down by the way i don't think either of us are the activity of bodybuilding no it's like a legitimate competitive sport yeah we're not putting that down we're putting down vince mcmahon it's the like the commodification of it it's like how do you like fucking like sell it how do you sell it it's like i i get it if people like to do that and and be in bodybuilding and that's that's, that's awesome. Like that's absolutely one hundred percent fine, but it doesn't need to have a fucking show on USA Network and like all this crap. And like, even if it does, it doesn't need to be hosted by Vince McMahon. It's like when I played rec softball, they didn't need to air that on ESPN two. Oh, they like, should have though. But I would you, love you, to see you out in right field picking your nose. But that's my point here is like, seriously, in all seriousness, like when you or I play recreational sports, it doesn't need to be televised. It shouldn't be televised, right? Exactly. Or that and guy that used to play within that rec league a few years back. And even if this is professional, it's still not at the level of like it needs any this. other bodybuilding yeah. by the way not even bodybuilding just of any other sport like. <laughs> i get it uh but we're back in the gym now with eddie robinson to talk about leg extensions he says i think everybody should use leg extension in the workout he says it's good and you should do them as we get some uh wwf stock music oh, under very it. stock it's like the kind they use i can't remember which tape or tapes but it's like in those later era coliseums when they don't care anymore <laughs> you know the, the stan lane green it's screen shit, era it's the shit we bought in like bulk at like some post like, video or something. Like the free archive of music. Hi, fans. Yeah. Uh, next exercise, Quinn, the lying leg curl, which I believe is an insult in Scotland. You know, are you a lying leg curl? Yeah. Clips of him curling those legs and then a CGI bomb effect. Ugh, it's a total waste of time. Like, seriously, <laughs> how did anyone think this was worth the effort? Like, Why? Who watched this? I don't know. <laughs> like, like literally, who watched it? <laughs> like, why would you, like, if you saw this, right? Especially back then, if you saw this in the TV guide, you'd be like, okay. And then you'd be like, what's the next channel? Like, yeah. like It's like, I know. what the fuck is WBF Body Stars? Like, I'm not watching that. <laughs> next move from Eddie Robinson is the hack squat, which wasn't that an ECW jobber? Uh, you're thinking of hardcore hack. But no, I'm yes. thinking of Hack Myers, actually, hack, maybe. Yeah. Was he, he, oh, yeah, wrong hack. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that hack. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hacks he says you should do this one too at least in this segment it's for tony leg day oh yeah tony leg day cheer chetty this is all about the legs right i can't wait for him to correct us on everything we were wrong about about this by the way and traps and (laughs) i I don't know but anyway eddie robinson quinn he wants your fucking glutes to touch the back of your calves damn it fucking do it man (laughs) final recap here be sure to use full range of motion for each exercise 
Recommendation, four sets of 10 to 12 reps, and you have to pyramid your weight, meaning you peak at the third set while dropping the weight for the fourth. Very neat. I have to say this. I do actually want leg day to um, recognize, Is there, are these still acceptable, like, things like four sets like it oh maybe, yeah okay because you know how things change over the years where like somebody gets injured and they're like yeah maybe that's not a good idea yeah, to do that many <laughs> like or like maybe you should do more like, this is 27 years ago right exactly <laughs> okay fair back to cameo now who is now rollerblading and talking about how great eddie robinson is as vince is putting on his knee pads <laughs> we- what is this scene joe this fucking scene go ahead just keep going <laughs> we get a shot of the latest <laughs> WPF magazine. I can't believe there's a magazine. Come I on. know. Okay, so the knee pads thing. Let me just go back to that for one second. Vince is like, you're on the magazine, blah, 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 right? He's talking about it. And Cameo is like, I'm not even making this up. She's like massaging his knee pads and mm. like adjusting them for him. Yeah. Like making them just yeah. fucking right because like. Tighten it. But why does he need help with that? Because I don't know how to do anything. Yeah, it's just really, really fucking weird and, like, sexual in a weird way. Like, I feel bad. Like, what if Linda's watching this shit and she's like... No one's watching this shit. Yeah, but Linda, she technically, like, has to do the books. I told you not to touch her. Right, like, if you're Linda, right, she has to do the fucking books, right? So she and not 92, is she? No, she was like... Not 92. Was, behind the scenes, she had an office at the... She wasn't CFO, though, or anything. She wasn't doing the books. I think she did a I lot of the business. No books. I'm just saying she probably had to keep track of, like, okay, what the fuck is Vince spending money on? Let's put it that way. <laughs> this company. This yeah, whole subsidization exactly. here. So if you're Linda, you see, like, okay, Vince bought all this fucking time to shoot all this shit, and she, like, turns on one of the tapes and, like, sees fucking cameo. Vince, who was that blonde man yeah, touching you? Yeah, exactly. And like, oh. you know, it's just kind of like, I Jim don't Powers. like this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's just very mean. <laughs> but even better is Luger comes over to interrupt and he's like, I should be on the cover by myself. I'm the total package. I also found it weird that Hi. Luger is going by the total package at this point. <laughs> that's like, true. Like, what? Like, that's like his NWA name. That doesn't make any sense. He was allowed to use it, I guess. That's also the first time I've ever done a Lex Luger impression. It was very, yeah. hi. <laughs> That's my Luger. Hi, I'm Lex Luger. Right. Uh, but anyway, like we mentioned, the second annual WBF Championship Quinn is Saturday, June 13th from Long Beach Convention Center. Who cares? Okay, seriously, who the fuck would buy a ticket for that? Not enough people, apparently. Yeah, by the way, you just reminded me of something with Luger. Yes. What is your opinion of, like, Luger pre-like WCW? Pre-WCW? Pre-like, I mean, the, like, the second run that we like or whatever. Like, what? What what era? Just give me years. I'm saying from, like, when he debuted in the late 80s to, like, WBF and all this shit. I think Lex Luger overall is a great wrestler. I think underappreciated. Yes, I think okay. he's really, really, really good. Okay. Under, just, underappreciated. Yeah, because I don't mind him, and I think even with this WBF shit, he makes it work. He's good. Yeah, he's like a fucking heel on this Be- show. Better as a heel up until that one face run in WCW. Right. That's a great face run. His WC- WWF face run, uh, not very good. No, not very good. I think that's the weakest part, but yeah. honestly, like, great him heel. right here as a heel on WBF, I'm fine with it. He's great. Yeah. Remember that time at WrestleMania 8 where he's like, it was a closed party. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was a closed party. He's good. Yeah. Like, that's all That's all I mean. I just wanted to get your, like, opinion because we don't really talk about that, like, pre-second run WCW Luger as much. He's, I think he's great. I okay. think he's great as a heel in the NWA. I think he's great as a face in the NWA. It's just tarnished by the whole, like, made in the USA. I just think it was bad. Yeah. yeah. Like, he tried. Right. Luger put, I think, his heart into that run, but it just wasn't the right time. Right, exactly. I think Luger's good. I, th- I really do. I think Lex Luger's a very good, under, maybe underappreciated. I don't know. Maybe everyone appreciates him. 
maybe I never appreciated it feels like a Hall of Famer to me that just hasn't been put in the Hall of Fame honestly oh definitely yeah Luger Seriously, should be, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, he takes a moment to brag about how great he is, and uh, Cameo wants to... Because he's great. He is great. Yeah. Cameo, though, wants to talk about the supermodels and how they wear the latest fashions and make huge <laughs> sums of money. She does say that. She does. They think of beautiful women in the hottest fashions making outrageous sums of money. Uh, so we cut to Ashley Montana playing kissy face with someone. What, what is this? What the hell am I watching? She's like making out, and she and there's like a voiceover. She's like, I'm a supermodel. <laughs> and, and it's like suggesting it's like that she's a little bit more than a supermodel by saying... like Maybe. I don't like that juxtaposition of saying, I'm a, I'm a supermodel as she's like Kissy making face. out with some guy with a horrible tattoo. And ponytail. Yeah. Uh, various clips of her modeling while wearing the latest fashions. She says that the only good thing about modeling is the money. What? <laughs> I hate this. I hate it. She's like, like I, I don't even... This. What is the point of this segment? She's like, I don't even like doing this. What is even her connection to WBF? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. She says the uh, hardest part of her job, Quinn, is getting along with 15 other personalities. The most difficult thing for me, my job, is getting along with uh, 10 to 15 different personalities every day. Yeah, it's called having a job, Ash. <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, that's like any job you go, you work with other people. What is she talking about? It, I swear, like, what is this, her first job? She's like, oh, man, sorry. Like, it's so, <laughs> so fucking hard. hard getting along with people. Like, what? Is, uh, is she a heel? Are you fucking new? Like, what the hell? <laughs> and then we get a clip of some TV commercial she did for, mm, I can't tell what it's, it's for. It's utter crap. <laughs> it's utter crap. It is, you're right. So then she stands by, like, a really shitty-looking lake with, like, weeds in it and says, uh, she doesn't think she has a good body. She's, <laughs> this is hard. Yeah, this is really bad. It's really weird. I feel weird about all this. Yeah. She's six foot one, and she says all of her measurements are large. It's yeah, like, just, she looks great. I guess that industry, I've never been in it. I don't know much about it, but I bet that the modeling industry, if I had to guess, is very cutthroat, or was maybe even more back then, very cruel. Do you think she has a lot of people telling her she's not perfect? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all based on that. Right, exactly. And I think that's sad. And I don't want to get serious here, but... But she makes it serious because... It's reflecting in what she's saying. It doesn't fucking stop with that. No, and then she says like she likes to eat well and do canoeing to keep her figure... Her figure that she doesn't like, she just said. Her figure that she doesn't like, and her figure that's already fucking perfect. Yeah, it's just... It's, like, very bizarre. I don't know what they're getting at it, I guess is my point. And then there's various clips of her, and I'm not even making this up, various clips of her just sitting in a chair, like, set to music. (laughs) It's real. It's all real. They're just killing time here. She says that if she could have anybody's body, it'd be Lauren Hutton, who was a pretty famous model. But the reason is more... Fucking yeah. sad. It's because it's who her husband fantasizes about. I just that feel bad. That is so fucking horrible. I know. I just feel bad for this girl. I'd have to say if I could have anybody's body, I'd have to say Lauren Hutton's because that's who my husband fantasizes about. Why is she saying this on <laughs> TV? Like, uh, this is She's horrible. not kidding about it. She's no, like, <laughs> it's like deadpan. And then the fucking thing just ends and we never hear from Ashley ever again. She wanders into the ocean with her dog and that's right, it. It's like, oh, by the way, I'm just going to, I'm going to end it all. I'm gonna, me and my dog are just going to go drown. <laughs> like, it's like, that's like what it looks like. So it's literally what it it's looks bad. like. It's so bad. Uh, but Sean Mooney throws us to commercial and we come back with a clip where Tom Platt is shown warming up for that big squat competition luger is very unimpressed and he calls it child's play have i said i hated this yeah i think you might have mentioned that (laughs) 
Cameo and Vince have bikes now, and they show us a clip of Mike Christian working out in like Gold's gym. Fucking goofs on the clowns. Bikes. Yeah, like bunch of like, clown shoes. Vince is like more on the bike. Cameo's half on the bike, and Luger's just not on a bike at all. It's like this like transition. It's like the <laughs> well, Neanderthal man like getting up or whatever. Well, Luger, it cuts to him as the two of them are riding away. Luger's just like. I'm gonna call a cab. Yeah, he's like, fuck this shit. <laughs> fuck this. Uh, the Iron Warrior, Mike Christian, is shown now doing the flat dumbbell press, Quinn. This is seriously such a waste of time. <laughs> this show, Joe, like, again, like, another just clip of a guy working out. Like, that's it. That's all it is. And how many, like, they must have filmed all of this at once. Like, they go in one gym. I swear, They film yeah. every single guy doing, like, a different thing, and they're like, oh, we got clips for weeks. Like, <laughs> yeah, from Gold's gym. Yeah. He does have a leather baseball cap on, which I found funny, <laughs> and yeah. uh, he explains that you can do this move, too, if you want, or whatever it no, is. Nobody cares. No, I know. Nobody fucking cares. But, well, then he does seated flies now, which are good for the striations and intensify- intensifying the pecs. Great. And, and then he shows us how to use the Cybex machine. It squeezes your pecs. What is it, from the future? It might be. Cybex? He, uh, he shows us how to stretch and contract, and he makes a lot of a uh, noises while working out. Very good television. <laughs> Who wants to watch that? I should mention, though, that he has a very good 90s mustache. Oh, yeah. It's very fluffy, very it's, it's, full. It, it is fine. Uh, Mooney tells us if we want to learn more about all this shit, read the latest magazine, or if you have any questions or comments, you can write to 1241 East Main Street, P.O. Box 3857, Stanford, Connecticut, 06902. And they just want your return address, clearly. Obviously. And so they can send you WBF Tutorial Magazine or whatever. And, like, also, comments, like, what are they going to say? Hey, Barry DeMay, you have nice lats. Yeah, like, what ni- comments? Ni- nice pecs, yeah, ni- them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what it's the like, fuck? <laughs> Nice. I like cameo. That, that was it. <laughs> that was a nice sweater Vince had on. Where can I get that? <laughs> Go to Fibio ninety two or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I keep bringing this up. We'll, we'll get, get to, to it. it. Yeah. Back to Vince and Lex, where Vince is hyping up the big squat off that's coming soon. But first, Lex wants to talk about cameos fashion as we throw to a package of Fibo or Fibo Fibio ninety two in Germany. What does that stand for? Did they ever say? I don't know. Fitness industry. International Body Odor. Yeah. Fitness Industry Body Odor. <laughs> it's like a whole fucking. In Germany. About fucking working out. It, I mean, people are into it. It's a hobby. I get it. There's but, a festival about wrestling, Quinn. That's here, not much better. No, no, no. But let me explain something to you. Jeez. The way they the way they sell this at the beginning, right, Joe? Yeah. Is that it's a festival only. Only for fucking, like, spandex. Well, that's true. We'll get like, to that. It's right here. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. So, after we see a clip of a guy rock climbing. Yeah, which has <laughs> nothing to do with this, by the way, I must say. We get to the entire point of the segment, which is... Uh, that sweatpants now come in a variety of patterns. I'm not kidding. Like, Cameo is like, it's not just gray anymore. Right. You get, like, all these different colors now, of sweatpants. Cameo is so fucking happy <laughs> right. about all these clothes, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. It's like the way they're saying, like, Fibio, Fibo, Fibo 92, whatever, yeah. which I think is a cool acronym, by the way. I don't know why. It sounds very futuristic. or Fibo. Like, yeah, yeah, Fibo. Fibo. But anyway, I personally, at this point in the show, was like, are you fucking kidding me? There's just a whole festival developed. Like that for sweatpants. It's just there for fucking sweatpants. Like that's all it is. It's great. It's like uh, most people just go to fucking Sports Authority and like get sweatpants if they need some sweatpants. <laughs> they don't. They Kmart, don't like something. They, they don't like shop the latest sweatpants Germany. fashion. They don't go to fucking Germany to do a festival about sweatpants. And there's like a lot of people there, too. There are. Uh, there's a crappy, like, it almost sounds like the Rockers theme under all this. I bet Jimmy Hart or Jim Johnson oh, yeah. probably recorded, just like, some this demo. Yeah. Yeah. Just whip this shit together. Yep. We 
besides the sweatpants look one, there's also gloves, there's sneakers, and uh, people bought them there. And honestly, this is great television. Just- <laughs> yeah, it just shows the sweatpants festival. <laughs> and then we see clips of Cameo at Fibo running into some girl from American Gladiators. She's like her friend or something, yeah. she says. And look, they- my friend's here. Yeah. yeah. More sweatpants. Cameo then decides she's going to put on all sorts of weird clothes and a hat. So she's wearing like a strange, like two strange, like colorful, like skirts, like yep. this, like, but the like puffy kind and then like rhinestone jackets, you know, the typical workout clothes. <laughs> yeah. like, that's like what people wear. <laughs> like what? What was that? So, is this more than that? Like, this is where I'm like, what is it's a this? denim jacket like, she was what wearing. What is yeah. this festival? Right. Like on it, like what is it? I don't know. Like is it? Does I it don't have, know. Like does it have anything to do with fitness? It's yes, just, it's just a place where people market shit. Yes, like, all of it, all of everything just, you said. But, right, whatever you say sounds good. Right, whatever you say sounds good. I don't think it has anything to do specifically with working out. Is my point? Fitness, it's, yes. The F is definitely for fitness, or is it for fun? Yeah, Ooh. fun intensity body odor. I don't know. It definitely body it odor. It could be anything, really. Cameo's already looking forward to Fibo ninety three. As Mooney sends the us to company break, won't exist by then. So well, don't... Fibo exists though. That's yeah. not WBF. I'm just saying, there's no way Cameo is going to spend her own dime to go to no, Fibo ninety three. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Mooney sends us to break. He promises that Jim Quinn will be here when we get back. Wait, wait, wait. There's a Jim Quinn and a Mighty Mike Quinn, and there's me. <laughs> and there's you, yeah. There's, there's, Why are there so many Quinns? I'm not really... And you know what's weird is I know I know there's some famous Quinns that I am related to. Martha. I, these guys, not... I don't know of any connection. I, I can't shed any You don't have, like, that. a distant yeah. cousin Jim or anything? No. What if you do? That also means I have the gene to have, like, big muscles, which I don't which have in real life. Know. So maybe I'm just, like, not, like, taking advantage of it. Well, you haven't had your Ica Pro. And you I, didn't go to Fibo. I didn't go to Gold's Gym and work out right. and you do, do squats leg, and all this shit. Dirty, rotten leg press or whatever yeah. it's called. We're back with a clip of race cars here on WBF Again, Body Stars. Uh, this is every time they come back from commercial, they show some other sport. Yep. Like, not this. Not that. Uh, Vince and Cameo and I are throwing around a Nerf football while Vince is hyping up Jim Quinn, who finished in the top five of the first WBF, and he says that's no small feat. And before I can even think of a Carrie Von Eric joke, Luger comes over barefoot and he's like, look at my feet and how great they are. Speaking of no small feet, check out the definition, the symmetry, the balance, the proportion of this beautiful metatarsal piggies I'm waving right here. I can't believe the show was on the air, Quinn. It's amazing. <laughs> so the best part about this clip, Joe, is that like Cameo is like all impressed with the muscles. She doesn't like shrug them off. No. She's like, oh, that's very impressive. You're, you're, like, and why is he walking barefoot in fucking Central Park? By the way, did yeah, you notice that? Yeah, especially with the bird lady around and all those pigeons. Yeah, it was just very weird. They like they clip. Oh, by the way, Luger's not wearing shoes. I don't need or shoes. Socks. Just a few days off the Snickers bars. <laughs> yeah, I got my feet gladius. Mo- what does he say? <laughs> I don't remember. It's like my my muscle footis. Like, my muscle <laughs> muscle. Like he, Gladys Knight. He, yeah, he says it like whatever the scientific fucking name Latin. is. Yeah, it's like so dumb. Wiley Coyote over here. About foot muscles. It's like, come on, man. Not everything has to be about muscles in the WBF. Apparently it does, Quinn. Cameo throws us to Jim Quinn, who very slowly walks out from Smoky Pyro with a helmet last year. He then poses while his uh, creepy music is playing. What the ass is this? It's like all futuristic. What, like, what am I watching? It's probably worth mentioning that he looks like Kenny Banya with a ponytail. Uh, the, <laughs> he does. <laughs> he does. Soup's not a meal. You were supposed to buy me a meal. The music slows down. And then he, like, kisses the ground or something? What is going on, Quinn? Seriously, how did this exist? Okay, so 
what Joe's not saying here is like basically like the me they they said like the future of muscles or whatever the fuck <laughs> I don't know and like he's doing like a themed like interpretive dance where he's like a fucking posing robot or something and then the music slows down and he pretends to like fucking like his, like the robot is breaking down with the music and he kind of like falls over slowly so he's like a robot I guess he's like button over there remember Cage when he was a button yeah right robot button. or whatever and then he like gets up to one knee and like slowly reboots as the music like slowly gets faster it's so bad like this is what i mean about the embellishment it's like all he had to do was go out there like most muscular and yeah. you know all the stupid fucking the poses fuck out of here fuck. instead he's like like he's like doing like this he's got like a Vince, theme. Man. there's like a fucking lady like with silver everything like yeah. like she's supposed to be from the future and she's like handing him gloves or pretty, i don't know what the fuck's going on whacked out man yeah, it's so weird Oh, we cut back to Vince, who says that not only does Jim Quinn eat right, gets a lot of rest, but he also takes his supplements. That's right. It's IcaPro, the integrated conditioning program. Vince says we're going to be hearing a great deal about that in the very near future. Yeah, and until, like, 1994. It's unbelievable that they're already like, oh, you want a free preview? Yeah. Like, like, that, like even there's, like, the pre-it-comes-out talk about it. I know, it's amazing. Like, the fucking speculation about, like, like what's going to be in the formula? Like, you know, like, what, like, this slow burn to, like, the launch of IcaPro is amazing. bizarre. That lasted into our fandom, like, just barely. It's I think. so long. It was around, like, yeah. like, late 94 or something. It was, yes, I remember, like, yeah, them it was still slightly around. talking about it. Yeah, like, it was still around. Very lightly talking, like, they were just trying to get it rid was of phasing the last out. batch of it. Yep. Uh, Vince says that the second annual WBF championship will set the standard for drug-free competition. We'll just leave that right there. I should <laughs> fucking insane that he said that. I should mention that Vince and Cameo are now getting in the way of like some volleyball. Oh game. yeah, they're just like walking. Well, Cameo only. Vince is like on the outer court. Cameo's just like I'm gonna talk to you now while I mess with the fucking net. And right. there's like people trying to play. And it's like a concrete volleyball court too because it's in the like Central Park. Right. Yeah. You notice that it's yeah, not even it's like sand. Hard surface. No, yeah. it's bad. Uh, Luger wanders in again to say that he's good. That's pretty much all he does. But now it's time for WBF news there there's news <laughs> here's the news we're, we're still in business yeah what That's are they like, yeah like what else is there to report some on? guy ate boiled chicken film yeah. at 11 like what is there oh and mooney narrates it he says that long beach california was the site of last year's grand prix what does that mean <laughs> grand prix just, the racing just grand prix That's but it? inside the expo you could look at all the cars close up <laughs> what does this have to do with that but they i swear they had wbf jobbers there like not the notable ones like <laughs> this is okay this is what i mean it's like this shit isn't even worthy of its own stuff. They're, like, attaching themselves to yeah. things that aren't related. It's like that time where they're like, hey, uh, Burt, some kid asked Burt Reynolds about the WWF. Remember it's like, that? It's like you go to the fucking Harvest Day parade in your, like, local town, and, like, there's, like, there's something, like, ancillary that's unconnected to it, but right. just, like, showing off. That's the kind of shit you would expect WBF people to be at. It's, right. like, literally, like, random Harvest festivals, <laughs> like, fucking, like, you know, the Puerto Rican Day parade. Bake or like, sales. You know, like, just the, the annual so the gay pride yeah, right. like, just, you know, just like all these events that like <laughs> these guys are just like oh, here in the fucking corner or something Awful. I just can't believe who would sit there <laughs> at the Grand Prix and watch bodybuilders pose when they're there for race cars right yeah what the fuck is that uh, recently though Quinn the WBF cameras were in Essen Germany again for 5092 this 5092 shit it's man it's a big deal they posed uh, Vince also went bungee jumping apparently which, which it just they weird. don't even say bungee jumping they just say Vince fell off a cord or something it's called like, bungee jumping yeah they don't exactly say that though. no that's what it is yeah uh, but next Quinn the waiting is over 
Squat Fest or whatever it is. The it's happening. The fucking main event of this Said. show. They've been talking about it the whole time. But back to Vincent Cameo on a children's playground. Yeah, that's not weird or anything. <laughs> Next week, we're going to have Mark Martin, a bodybuilding enthusiast and a race car driver. More yeah. than with the race car. Yes, two things I really care about. <laughs> yeah. Bodybuilding and driving. Uh, also, Quinn, the flexing Dutchman, Barry DeMay, will be with us. What? <laughs> but first, Quinn, Dr. Squat, Fred Hatfield will be there as well. And we throw to the squat-off finale between Tom Platts and uh, Fred Hatfield. We get the definition of squat. It is to maintain a knee-bent position with the buttocks close to the heels. Now, I don't know how you read that because it was literally like it fucking flashed across the screen like instantaneously. Like it did I, not stay up. I hit pause. I understand that, but I'm saying if you're watching this live on USA. Oh, how someone else would. Yeah. Right. It didn't make any sense to me. But uh, on February 2nd, 92, Tom Platts met Fred Hatfield in the first ever squat competition. Right. And Mooney says it was so fierce and so close that they decided to have a rematch. That's right, folks. It is squat off two. We see clips of them warming up. We got eight plates at 410 pounds. People cheer. Now, this is all happening in like less than two minutes. I must oh, yeah. Say. Like this is like Joe's saying all this stuff, but it, it's happening very quick. Very, very fast. 12 plates at 590 pounds, 15 plates at 770 pounds, 16, 18 plates at 860 pounds. Hatfield wins the weight competition and I have a fun fact for you. These plates and these poundage, that's actually, those numbers correspond to the amount of food Yokozuna ate and how much hmm. he weighed at the time. Yeah, Lou was feeding him or whatever. Yeah, if you track it through his career, he was eating about 18 plates when he was up around 850. 100% legitimate comment. It's a true stat. Yeah. Now it's time for the reps, though. And guess what? Potts does more reps. He does 23. So he wins that. So everyone wins. It's tie. Great Wasn't stuff, Gwen. Wasn't though? They said, yeah. like, Dr. Squat. No, Dr. Squat did more weight, but Platts did more reps. Oh, okay. Dr. Squat's hair situation is... Very balding. Yeah, very Frazier. Like, he doesn't seem like a WBF body star from, like... No. Because if they're going for these, like, good-looking whatever... Seems like he's married to Lilith. <laughs> he looks too old. Like, he should be retired. Well, he's an old. Yeah, yeah this is, so is Platts. They're both retired. Oh, I they're see. They're, like, former glory. Well, Platts had a full head of hair, so I just figured he was, like... 20 I think he's like secretly like 36 and he's, doesn't, he's not even that old. He's not even that old. Uh, but anyway, that Platts was... Platts looked like fucking Ivan Putsky, Joe. <laughs> Platts looked like ibuprofen. Yeah. So he yells that you gotta want it as we go back to Vic McMahon. They're Cap- like yelling it. Like they're so like, horrible. you gotta Hugging each it! other and stuff. Like, yeah, Just like, shut up. Yeah, it's bad. Back to Vic Cameo and Luger. Cameo is so impressed and I'm sure Vince's trousers are impressed as well. Luger literally doesn't care. He's like, that stinks. <laughs> yeah, I like this new Luger voice. I really like it. <laughs> Hi, that sucked. Uh, Vince offers him a ride down the kitty slide as we see kids playing, and we literally fade away with some kid hanging from the slide all awkwardly. And that's all you need to understand, like why this didn't work out. This was hideous, this man. Was bad. Like I can't. But it was believe- humorous. There's like so many episodes of this too. There, this show was on longer was that, than... like, 20 something episodes? 40 maybe, episodes? I, I forget when it started, but it was on until, like, September of 92. Holy shit! It outlasted the WBF. Yeah. Like, it was still on well, after that. Well, that should tell that, you how yeah. much the like, WBF was, like, one event, and they just made, they had like, to, a million episodes around it. I think they just had to run down their contract with right. USA. They probably USA was like, you have to provide us this much stuff. Yeah. And they were like, well, okay. I it, think that's where they did that tug of war, because they were just out of ideas, so they brought in WWF guys to finish out this shit. To, like, fill it in. But somehow folks, cameo stayed the whole time. She stayed. I, yeah, yeah, I think so. If you somehow want a copy of this, let us know. We'll get it to you. But it is a. <laughs> I don't know if you want it. You don't. This one. You this gotta one want a it. Real waste of time. <laughs> listen, you gotta want it <laughs> if you want to listen to this. <laughs> right. You definitely gotta want it. But so. thank you, folks, for for wanting to be with us this week, and hopefully, you want to come back next week. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Help us get to ten thousand, and uh, that'd be really great. You can follow us on Patreon, patreon.com slash OVP Podcast. Leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, if you want to, if you like the show, and uh, join. 
the Facebook group if you haven't yet. Quinn and I will be back next week to do some actual wrestling-related right. reviewing. World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> yeah, back to the Wrestling Federation. Uh, and that time, and until that time, thank you so much for being with us here. I'm Joe Morata. That's Michael Quinn. And we are out of here. See ya. Flexes its muscles at the first WBF championship live June 15 at the Trump Taj Mahal in Atlantic City. Watch history in the making as the most massive, the most awesome freakazoid on the planet battle it out in the first ever WBF championship. You be the judge when these ripped invaders, WBF superstars, compete for the championship. See the fucking Dutchman Barry Demay, the Iron Warrior, Mike Christian, Gary Strider, the Mighty Mike Quinn, and all the WBF bad boys. What a package.